What's up, everybody? Welcome to Directly to You. This is the 110th episode. I was going to say edition for some reason, which would also be accurate. You know what else yeah. is accurate? We're Fanatics 4. Who is that? True. It's me, AJ. Also, Parker, him on the other side. I don't know if it's left I'm, or right in the recording. Who knows, dude? Who I'm doing it as if AJ was the audience in that yeah. case. Hey, guys, you're AJ. What's up? I hope you're, hope you're enjoying it. I mean, it. maybe there's somebody in the audience named AJ. You never know. True. Um, maybe I'm listening. For I was going to say, maybe reason. you're listening back for. Yeah. Who knows? Hi, me. Um, <laughs> I anyway. did the first like couple episodes that I was on. I like listened back afterwards and I was like, I don't want to spend two hours of my life every week listening back. Listening I don't really need to. to. Yeah. Listening to you. Again. <laughs> I already lived it. So. Yeah. And it's like, like, that makes more sense for you. Cause at one point it was part of like your routine to listen to it. Yes. Right. But exactly. I've literally never listened to it <laughs> except for when I'm not on it, which yeah. happened what two or three times. Yeah. Something like that. Twice. I think like literally twice. Um, yeah. At some point Mitch came on and filled in and a different time Max filled in yeah, and Dan filled in another time. So maybe three times. Did they fill in? Yeah. It was like really earlier. It was when you were on, when you were at PAX East last year. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, three times. There it is. Anyway, you can support this show and help us, you know, get better. And we're talking off camera about having like a coded solution instead of using Zoom, like our own like Fanatics 4 branded thing. Maybe you can help us build that by going to youtube.com slash Fanatics 4 or twitch.tv slash. That's our highest priority of all the yeah, things. Exactly, yeah, to build our own Zoom, dude. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and give us $4.99 every month. And what do you get for that? Well, like I said, you get support channel that you like i assume and also you get exclusive emotes you get loyalty badges you get free switch keys from time to time you get access to our supporter link discord where sometimes people have really high dodo code <laughs> airline things for turn up prices you know sometimes. i did a couple of times this week i checked mine i i keep forgetting i haven't been playing a whole lot this week i mean we'll get into that but like a couple of times this week i went in and checked with like 10 minutes left. And I was like, I hope it's not real good. Cause I'll be like, uh, somebody advantage of this. Like, but you know, at that, but they were fine. It was like 70 and a hundred. So nothing to worry about. Go on. Yes, there it is. There uh, it is. but you can also join our discord for free 99. I don't know where the 99 comes from. I didn't make up the saying, but if you do, there's a dedicated animal crossing channel where you can talk about, Animal Crossing and just, you know, hang out, get your fruit, fill out that achievement, mm -hmm. give Nook his money. Uh, but give it to him. Other than that, you know, follow us on Twitter. Uh, subscribe to directly to you channel, ideally, so we can get to a thousand subscribers so that I can do the, the freaking call for questions on that channel instead, because I feel like it would be easier to get Q&A on that YouTube channel because that's only people that watch and listen to this podcast i assume instead of everybody but anyway we're <laughs> you playing any video games yeah man i surely am um playing less animal crossing uh at this point pretty much playing it mostly playing yeah it's, it's true um at this point i'm pretty much playing it a little bit to like do some of my dailies and then uh yeah credits i think credits had rolled last week on mine mm -hmm. i don't remember yeah i think so um but like I'll sometimes even just give my switch to Ashley so that she can check what's in my stores. Um, mm -hmm. cause she, that's like most of her routine is going around going to an Island, maybe fishing, but like mostly checking stores for cool furniture or, um, you know, 
cool clothes or stuff like that. So she comes over to mine. And so most of the time, if you see me playing, it's probably she's over on my island. I was playing a little bit earlier today doing that very thing. Um, and then I was given a frog costume. So I'm really, Oh yeah. I just bought one of those yesterday. Look at that. I don't have a frog hat or anything. It was just the, just, just the, had the, the bodysuit, but I have yeah. a wrestling, like a wrestling hat thing that looks real janky with the frog body. So that's fun. <laughs> so yeah, a little bit of animal crossing, some other stuff too, but, uh, have you been playing some animal crossing? Probably. Yeah. I'm playing animal crossing. Um, I freaking I'm cornering the market, dude. I made like 4 million bells last week nice. and this week I'm poised to make like 20 or something like that. I'm going to make a lot. <laughs> Of money. How many trips is that going to have to be? Um, I already made some earlier okay. this week, but I need to like, cause I'm, I freaking filled up most of my house with mm-hmm. just turnips. There's like two rooms that aren't all turnips. Uh-huh. Um, because I spent 2 million bells on turnips and so far I've doubled that. Um, but only sold one room and it wasn't even like one of my big rooms mm-hmm. worth the turnips. Uh, and now I'm going to try to sell the rest of them today. And like, (laughs) at this point I'm going to like, even if I don't sell at like peak prices or whatever, like if I just sell for like one I'm going to make a pretty decent profit because I bought so many and I bought them at 99 bells or whatever. Nice. Um, so I'm going to make good money either way. Mm -hmm. Um, to hoard and never (laughs) pay the note ever. (laughs) What are you mostly saving the money for at this point? Like no infrastructure reason. changes? Just, just, just to be like, dude, I got like 300 million bells, man. I'm rich, dude. Yep. To be like a billionaire in real life. Yeah, yeah, I exactly. Guess, <laughs> I, because at this point, yeah, so I did that once. I mean, not that, that much hoarding, but I bought one full inventory's worth and then sold it. I did that last week. Um, and I feel like at this point, I'm like, yeah, I'm good. That like, that did it the one time. And I probably won't do it again unless I think tarantula islands are kind of my backup as far as like, if I need to make, you know, some extra money, that's like, I don't know, 150,000 or something like that. But I mean, then again, you could just make that pretty easily just off fruit. So yeah, it's not a super huge deal, but yeah, think, it's a fun time. I think my island, like fruit wise, it's like, I don't know, like 400,000 bells mm-hmm. worth of fruit every three days or something like that. I do want to, uh, go go through and like just reorganize at this point kind of just by default i did the whole thing that you were talking about where they all i synced up everything because one day i just didn't even log on another day i was like oh, a bunch of these have bloomed but the rest of them will go tomorrow i'll just wait and then i just waited it out so now they're all synced up but um yeah i want to move them around to like make it more organized because right now it's kind of garbage where everything is yeah. so that's a thing. I still but, need to do. And that, that's a lot of like when I do play, which I'll get mm-hmm. to, I haven't really been doing that. I've been, like you said, doing a lot of like dailies mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Yep. Um, and whenever, like yesterday, I tweeted about my new arcade cabinet. And then people were like, hey, man, I got I have a pinball machine if you want, by the way. Yo, I don't know where to put that. I, mm-hmm. I, like, as far as like in the stream room, because like only right, have, yeah. and I have to re rearrange the cameras and the lights mm-hmm. to make room for that. But I only have room for the four different arcade cabinets. Right, right. now, I only have three of them. Um, so I don't know where I would put the pinball machine. We're not going to play freaking pinball in the cute boys' room, dude. It's a video game, <laughs> man. Uh, <laughs> you never played Pokemon pinball? Oh, come on. Nah, not in the video game room. Not allowed, man. Great not allowed. Times. 
But yeah, I haven't yep. been playing Animal Crossing much outside of doing the daily stuff and mm-hmm. also with that. Oh yeah, and my Nook's Cranny upgraded. So like, nice. that was like one day where I really didn't oh, cool. play that, at Mine's all. gonna be, oh well I guess because you time traveled three days total right at the beginning or yeah. like two days total? Yeah, okay. it was like something around there. It was like two days. So I think my should be like sometime during next week mine should upgrade. Pretty yeah. sure. It's a weird set of requirements. It look, I think it's it's 30 days from yeah. the first Nook's Cranny existing. Mm, they and then like a certain amount of money and also make a certain amount of money. Yeah, I think it sounds Nook's like Cranny. it was 200,000 bells back and forth in some direction. So like probably you could just have bought 200,000 or just sold 200,000 or a combination of both, which I mean, definitely you've sold more than 200,000 worth of bells because come on. What are you doing up in here? Not playing Animal Crossing? <laughs> Being poor? Go, maybe maybe you sell all your stuff at somebody else's island. That's that true. Count? I don't know if that oh, counts. That's a good point. Yeah, I don't know. Who's to say? Who's to say? I, who's to say? But yeah, cool. Is the is this shop that much better? Yeah, there's a lot more stuff. Okay. And I feel cool. like there was stuff that was like not even like... Before I wouldn't even get really cool stuff in my yeah. shop. Like you, would, I wasn't I've, getting like laptops and freaking. Oh yeah, computers. I haven't got today. I've got a trash can, a clock, um, and two other bad things. <laughs> that I'm like, I've got those. Nothing cool spawned in the old nooks uh-huh. for me. But now there's like multiple things where it's like, yo, where was that at when I was here before, <laughs> man? What's going on? Cool. Um, so there's that. I'm going to buy a white laptop. I didn't have money in my, I'm probably not even going to, it's just going to sit in my inventory, but just because, you know, you never know when somebody wants a white laptop and I can like send it to them. Cause that's another thing I like doing. It's like, Hey, I have this thing. And then somebody tweets me, it's like, yo, I wish I had that. I'm like, Uh I got you, man. I have so much money. It doesn't even, don't you even worry about it, dude. I've got a couple of things that Crunchtofer sent me and I'm like, dude, that's so like, he sent me, um, a synthesizer that uh, I looked afterwards and it was like 66,000 bells. And I was like, that's a lot of money. And then um, something else, an effects rack, I think. And I'm like, thanks, man. Duh. And I sent him something really random just because I was like, here's something. <laughs> Who's to say? Because I didn't, I, whatever, doesn't matter. So there it is. But I finally got the electric guitar. So that's cool. Oh, too. nice. What uh, What color is it? It's like orange or yellow or something. Okay. Oh wait, is is it like a Stratocaster or yeah. look different? Okay. I've got a red and a pink Stratocaster kind of style and I would like to have more variety in that. I'd also like an acoustic guitar. I've got like my music Oh rooms. yeah, I'll forget. Well, I still haven't even been to your island, so I can't oh, yeah. send you things. <laughs> we'll do it. <laughs> Next time I see you online, I'll just be like, "Yo, come on, oh, no, down." Yeah. Uh, yeah, what else you been playing though? Smash Brothers a lot. And, yep. uh, well, not necessarily more than usual, mm-hmm. but like more quality than mm. usual. Because mm-hmm. usually like I'll play Smash Brothers just because I like playing Smash Brothers, but like it's not helping me get better because I'm only playing against random online people that mm-hmm. probably suck anyway. Um, and they lag and they do dumb stuff like that. So it's like, I don't feel like every time, like I get off the game and I'm like, well, that happened. But now <laughs> after I play, it's like, I feel like I improved <laughs> because I'm nice. playing a lot with like Falcon and Logan and my mm-hmm. friends that play this game. Uh, and it's a grand old time. Mm. Good old fun every day. Well, every day 
for the past few days, we played from like seven to like eleven or something like that. Nice. So we 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 have regimen going on here. Kind <laughs> of freaking win Evo twenty twenty two. That's right. Because it's not going to happen until because yeah, that's the twenty twenty two. Yeah, it's the next one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, honestly, though, kind of. Yeah. Nice. I've been playing. Um, I beat Ori in the Blind Forest. I tweeted out about that. Uh, it was good. I enjoyed it quite a lot. It was shorter than yeah, I thought it was going to be. You, you, t- you said that you showed me that Ori didn't die. So, <sighs> yep, the good guy makes it out in the end. No, it was. Uh, yeah, it was a good old time. Um, the I played mostly handheld after last podcast episode, which was a lot better because, like I was saying, my Joy Guns was just doing a weird thing, and I don't even whatever it doesn't matter. Where they're just having a hard time like connecting well, um, so everything felt kind of laggy and like. So it was a lot better. Uh, I didn't 100% it, and I haven't gone back to 100% it, but I got most of the stuff as I was going. So I think I'm like 86 or 88 or something percent um, of the all the, the collectibles and all that stuff. But yeah, it was a, it's a fun game. Uh, moving story. The music's really good. Um, good platforming and stuff. There's some super annoying sections. Um, like not... In a good way, I guess, of just like I just kept dying and uh, I didn't love it. Um, so and some of them, like was it like you died and you're like, well, that was dumb, or was it like I died because I'm bad? It was, dude? yeah, it was one sequence especially. I felt like uh, I just kept dying and not for good reason. Like Ori just kept not doing what I wanted it to do. Mm. But I think that was also when I was doing it when it wasn't connecting very well. So. Mm. That was, you know, whatever. Whereas, like, past that, it was just like, okay, you you run some... Because, like, the boss fights are mostly platforming chase sequences as opposed mm-hmm. to, like, fighting boss fights. Yeah. And um, so there were... You're supposed to go through and, like, be able to see what you're supposed to do, but then, like, mess up anyway. And, you know, where you could beat it the first try, but there's a, probably, you know, you won't. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, died a bunch but I had a good old time doing it. So that one, and then I'm playing through Nino Cooney now, which I'd started a while ago um, mm-hmm. and just kind of got back into. So I just got to the part where uh, another companion joins you. So there's that. And uh, I think, what, wait, is it like a, like a voiced like character companion or is it like another Pokemon thing? So you get, yeah. So I'd had, several pokemans um but i think total you have three like people that each have familiars okay yeah no i didn't get that far only guy i had another pokemon you had the monkey guy probably yeah and then i was just like i don't remember which one it was but i just Mm -hmm. had him and i was like okay i get it i don't (laughs) want to play my playstation 3 anymore (laughs) (laughs) yeah so up until that point it was just me and i had you can have one familiar out at a time and then you get to a certain story point where another so esther is her name is a character that comes along and joins you and then you know she has hers out at the same time as you have yours out and you do fighting things and you can like sort of tell the other character i could play as her and then tell the main dude what to do or vice versa mm-hmm. um and you can say like you know, mostly do healing things or like attack the weakest enemy, attack oh, strong yeah, yeah, yeah. Stuff, like tactic stuff. I have not figured out good tactics that doesn't make her just die. Like <laughs> so far, Heal unless nobody yeah. else. <laughs> well, so the problem is like you only have a certain amount of magic and it comes back through um, 
uh, like drops during a fight. So like mm. when I was playing, when it was just me, I could like just draw out the battle and wait for some drops, you know, like kind of run around and have them miss me for a while. And then like, Oh, there's some drops that come and then we're good. But with them instead, she's just like all up in there trying to fight and just dying and keeps dying. And it's really annoying. So at least she doesn't camp dude. Yeah. It's, that's, I mean, that's really <laughs> to smash brothers. I was playing that yesterday. Uh huh. And one of Falcon's friends joined the arena and he's pl- he was playing King K. Rule. And I don't know how up on the Smash Bros scene you are, but he is. I hear a, he's toxic. He's a, he's a very campy character. Yeah. And I was playing against him with Pokemon Trainer, as I do. Mm-hmm. And I was Ivysaur and he was he was like Matt and like messaging Falcon. He was like, yo, he camps with Ivysaur too much. And I was like, I'm taking that as an achievement that a King <laughs> K rule told me I camp too much. That is a you know what? Gold medal for me. But yeah. anyway, yeah, continue with you know. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's uh so it's good. I um I'm just going around. I just started doing some side quest stuff, which I said I wasn't gonna do that much of. And I'm probably not gonna do that much of, but like I need some extra money and all oh, that. Man. And so this like, I'm trying to figure out. Oh, should have known. Anybody should got any Nino Kuni turns? So, um, <laughs> also, yeah. I did, I bought freaking, which this is like semi Nintendo related. Um, I bought a freaking. Oh yeah. Final Fantasy, Final Fantasy remake. Remake. Dude. Have you been playing that? Yes. Much? I mean, tell me more. It depends on your standards. Well, much. I'm like six hours in or something like that. Uh huh um so like kind of you know mm-hmm. i've been playing like two hours a day every other day or something like uh-huh that. um cloud sucks i hate him and i like i like as a character yeah or like, like as a like as a person like he sucks like i knew literally nothing about cloud before yeah. playing this game other than he's a smash brothers character and i forgot but i was going to make a joke about playing the smash brothers spinoff because i feel like it was going to make final fantasy fans mad and you know that's always fun uh, milk and engagements are farm. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I forgot to do it. Maybe I'll do it when I beat the game. I'll be like, oh, I beat the uh, the freaking Smash Brothers spinoff. That's what I'll do. Yep. Um, so when I beat the game in 2021, that's what you'll see. I mean, there's no way. If you don't beat it within the next little bit, there's no way you're ever yeah, like it. ever playing it again. <laughs> uh, <Yeah. laughs> but um, but yeah, Cloud sucks. I don't like them. I'm like mm-hmm. to the, the freaking for people that play this game. I'm at the part when you go to the Midgar or whatever for the first time, and you're at like the Shinra place with Jesse, and she's like, "Hey, my parents work here. Let's and James, let's see around. Oh my god, let's rob my parents. <laughs> that that's the thing that happens. That's where I'm at, and I'm like right before when you actually go and do the mission. That's where mm-hmm. I stop. Um, of course, and I'm. I don't know if I've made it clear, but I'm, the sole reason why I'm playing this game is because I want to make a Pokemon video. Yep. I feel like mm-hmm. it's a good justification to be like, hey, they did the thing and it worked out fine for them, or maybe not. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, honestly, that's something I was thinking with Nino Kuni as well as I was playing it is like, this is kind of, this is sort yeah. of Pokemon, but kind of ARPG maybe turn-based as actually, well. Actually, you also do the video with me and we freaking, you know, yep. double team it. True, and the, I don't know. And then our evasion yeah. rises. Yeah, and we'll just we're do, great. <laughs> oh my god, we'll just like long term, you know, like put, mm-hmm. add notes, and then just for that week, we'll do like an extra upload. Or something. That could be um, fun. Yeah, I'm down. So yeah, there it is. I'll make sure to uh, save some replays and stuff like that. 
I man, it, I feel oh, so dumb. I freaking hate my PlayStation for everything but this thing, this one mm-hmm. thing, and that's it. The fact that I can save hour long replays, I love. I love hour everything. long. I didn't know. I thought it was like five minutes or something. Hour no, long. No, awesome. it's like so you can do. It's like in tears. It's like you can do freaking one minute or fifteen minutes or an hour. Or and like is it like an hour or an hour? Is it a retrospective hour? Yeah. Wow. Yes. yes. So like I'll go through and I'll save the game and it's like oh it's been an hour and then I'll save the replay and then I have an hour because <laughs> at that's first I awesome. was like I was like that's excessive I don't even know if I want to play this game that much mm-hmm. at a time or whatever but then I was like playing it the first day and I was like nah hour makes sense so I changed my default to an hour and now I just have all my gameplay for forever and it's I, depends on when I finish playing this game and mm-hmm. like if I get the my new computer or not but if I edit on this computer it's probably going to be annoying because that's a lot of footage yeah no uh, kidding but no but that's awesome because yeah with the, I didn't realize until you told me like when I did the Animal Crossing video two weeks ago that I could take the micro SD card out of my switch put it in my computer and that it would have the replays on it that I mm-hmm. could used so now i'm definitely going to be using like saving more replays when i'm like that's something that i could probably put in somewhere i mean then again like that's still most of the time that's not how the majority of my videos get edited like i use more like trailer type footage for a lot of things but for the ones where it makes sense like that's why i like doing like more review ish videos because Mm -hmm. in the long run they're way easier like mm. I have so much footage and I literally don't have to look for anything. And mm-hmm. like the animal crossing video specifically, like the last one that I did was mm-hmm. so easy because I scripted it like chronologically. Mm-hmm. So I knew that like, it was like, yeah. okay, this is day one. And it was saved as footage in day one. <laughs> yeah. So like I'm, I didn't have to search for anything. That's nice. <laughs> it was <yeah>. magical. Uh, <laughs> but you know, yep. I don't know. Yeah. If that, I, I feel like that's not going to be the case with Final Fantasy. That's going to yeah. suck because there's so much footage and it's not going to be a chronological thing because I'm not mm-hmm. going through the game. It's just like, this is the battle system and it's cool for this reason. And I guess like some story bits and like how they handle mm-hmm. that um, could be interesting for that. Yeah. But. but yeah, I mean, it would be cool if the Switch could have an update to make it longer than 30 seconds because like at this point, especially with everybody having you know, like bigger SD cards and stuff like that. I don't think it should be too much of an issue, but it did have an update for some other things. It had update 10.0.0, which talked about many, uh, which, which did some stuff, you know, I didn't mess around with a lot of it, but one of the things, uh, do you want to do the bigger? (laughs) Uh, we should probably go like the easy stuff first, less like less meaningful, uh, additions to the big thing sounds good okay so less meaningful additions uh there's a bookmark feature in news everybody everybody uses that, you're man. you're so welcome Yo, you've been clamoring for I it do, forever i talked to nintendo I and i said hey up, nintendo what's <laughs> first thing i do when i wake up is i take uh, uh, the nintendo switch news app. Mm, yeah because theirs is way more updated than really like anywhere else ever so yeah man yeah that's that's that for you but yeah um Whatever. There's a bookmark feature to news now. There it is. Look at that. Um, next up, they added an option to transfer software data between the system memory and an SD card, um, which is pretty cool, I guess. Yeah. I mean, I heard a lot of people saying that, like, oh, man, this is so useful. I tried to use that feature, and all of this stuff was already where it needed to be anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I was think like, oh. yeah. there's, there's a couple of times that I could think of in the past that, like, I feel like when I migrated over to my new switch, everything has been per- 
well organized since then. Like everything's pretty much just on my SD card, mm-hmm. but there was a little while where that wasn't the case, especially when I had a smaller SD card and like I'd free up space on one place and where I'd have like a game downloaded on the switch, but then the DLC on the SD card or something annoying like that. Mm-hmm. So that's useful at that point. It's not going to serve me really because again, mine's already organized right but um the still one instance where this could have been useful in a different world with a different me <laughs> uh i accidentally somehow downloaded warframe to my system memory and it mm. was like I, I just saw on my system memory i had like 10 gigs left or something like that and i was like mm-hmm. that doesn't make any sense so i originally thought that maybe like smash brothers was saving my replays to my mm. system memory somehow um, and then when I looked at it, it was like, well, no, that's not the case. And then I found that it was Warframe. Uh-huh. Now, it, even like if this happened sooner, it still wouldn't have mattered because like I just deleted Warframe because I don't play it. Yeah. I mean, um, that's the other thing. You just delete something and re-download it. And yeah. then if there's room on your SD card, you'll just download it to SD card, which is something right. that I did do in the past again before now. Um, and I, like, but so, I mean, cool. And, that it's in there. that case, it was just like, it just wouldn't have mattered because like, even if I had that feature, I would have deleted it anyway because I didn't have <laughs> yeah. any reason to move it. Yeah. Had it been like Smash Brothers or something like that, then yeah, that's useful because then I don't mm-hmm. have to like re-download it. Right. Um, and I don't know what the time difference there is. That's like, a good question. I was wondering about that too because like, I guess with a download, it's an internet speed question, whereas with this, it would be... Both, so it might be faster. So yeah. Like, because if your internet is faster than your read speed or your write mm-hmm. speed, um, it's like the uh, write speed is going to bottleneck it. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, whereas in the other direction, if your yeah. internet slower than your write speed, then it's going to be slower than it could be. So, like, mm-hmm. I guess it really just depends on yep. your internet speed. Because, like, if your internet internet speed is really good, I assume that it's like neg- uh, negligible. Like, it yeah. really doesn't matter. Right. But if your internet speed is bad, then yeah, I would like I would say then just mm-hmm. transferring it would be better. Yep. So it's cool. It's there. Look at that. Um, going to skip over that one. Uh, added a new section in user settings for play activity settings. Uh, this, I, yeah, I honestly, I like play activity data and this one was not useful <laughs> to me. Like it wasn't fun, you know, like I, it would be cool if they did more minute stuff with, play activity data in some way, you know, like where you could see like more than the top 20 games or, or yeah, 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 exactly. Like, I, I don't know, just stuff like that's fun. Um, just cause I'm a nerd. We're all nerds. It's great. Isn't it awesome? But that said, uh, this just means you can delete play activity for some things, which that said, like if, if I downloaded, um, there are times where actually this would still be cool. Like say I downloaded a demo to a game that I just really didn't end up caring about or whatever. And I just, and I'd rather it show the 20 games that I care about at the top that it's like, look, I'm playing these games for my friends to be able to look at it. Then you could delete off the demo, which is yeah. nice. But like, also, I, you know, not a feature a lot of people probably were clamoring for, but it's there. So that's fun. Yeah, I really don't care about the play activity at all, really. <laughs> <laughs> that's a me kind of thing. That's not really an AJ kind of thing. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Yep. Um, the only time that it even comes into play is if it's like a video specific thing where it's like, I played this much of this game. Yep. Um, and that's about it. I don't look at it and say, oh, I played freaking mm-hmm. how many hours of this. That's neat. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, I do. Um, but yeah, some <laughs> other things. So the last small one was the um, profile icons getting updated. There's some Amiibo or some Animal Crossing ones now. Um, cool. They added six so new many ones, they said. of my friends list is Flick now. <laughs> I didn't realize. I thought Flick was a girl, to be honest, and then found out it was uh, he's a boy. So now you know. Is, is Flick's not new in this one, is he? Has he no, been around? I don't okay. think so. There's some characters that are new to, uh-huh. um, to yeah. New Horizons, but I don't know which ones. Yep, yep, They're yep. all new to me. Let's Google it. <laughs> True. Also, I think it's funny that Rossetti is one of the um, one icons of the that you can be. Because, like, there's not a lot. He's not Big really showing up a lot, you know? Probably any new, like if I showed him to, if I showed the icons, so we've got Isabel, Tom, Nook, KK, um, Timmy, and Tommy. Oh, no, that's not true. He is new. He's new. Oh, CJ and Flick are new? Uh, I just saw Flick. So I'd assume that CJ's also new. Cool. Nice. There you go. So yeah, there it is. Oh yeah, it looks like, and the new ones are the like very New Horizons looking one. Also, are I assume Wilbur and um, what's his face? Wilbur. And yeah, yeah, they're definitely new. Ashley loves Wilbur so mm. much. Like he's her favorite by far, and uh, me too. He's great. What's the other one's name? Orville. That's it. Yeah, they're like named after the Wright brothers or something. Oh. Makes sense. Okay, but yeah, the last uh, big one as far as the promoted things from 10.0.0 is yeah. button remaps. Have you messed yeah. around with this at all? I've messed around with this only in Smash Brothers. I feel like it's probably more useful in like the NES and SNES games just because like some of the button layouts suck. Yeah, very true. Um, but I messed with it in Smash Brothers because there's stuff that you can do. Uh, I saw the just- thing that you retweeted of the one guy that like press had the like press in buttons be two mm-hmm. different things. Yeah. That was cool. Um, cause you can't map that. I mean, you can map a lot of different stuff in uh-huh. smash brothers. So a lot of it doesn't really matter where it's like, Oh, you can change the D pad to be, you can already like do stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but you couldn't mess with the L, L and R three yeah. buttons as mm-hmm. it were. Um, so I messed with that. Um, it feels like in theory, if you, if your muscle memory and you're like precise enough, it could be really useful. Um, what I was like trying to do with it was do like Ivysaur stuff where it's like, I do like tether cancels. Cause like when you grab the ledge and then you're above it and you can drop uh-huh. down and then switch to Charizard and freaking flare blitz people and they won't expect it yeah. or use it to recover without them. Cause you can punish him like the pendulum swing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was trying to do stuff like that, but I just ended up either like dying because I like didn't press the direction and click in uh-huh. or I would like completely like miss the input or, or whatever. And then yeah. a lot of times it would mess up punishes. So like I would get somebody in a, in a position where it's like, Oh, I can definitely kill you if I just do board smash or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it would click down and do razor leaf. And then I just yeah. like drop the kill. So it's like right now it doesn't really feel useful. I'm going to uh-huh. mess with it more. Cause I think Todd's probably going to make a video about it. Um, yeah. So I'll report back and see if it's more <laughs> useful later. But right now, mm-hmm. meh. Yeah. Um, other characters could probably use it better. Like I, I saw a lot of the Monado one. Yeah, like Shulk. That's yep. That's yeah, smart. Like Shulk, uh, probably get a lot of use out of it. One where you like have it's not a split second reaction, but it's mm-hmm. a lot faster than what it would be otherwise. Right. 
yeah, that seems yeah. useful. But yeah, I could see how Smash, it could be good in that, but like kind of in specific use cases or whatever. And I mean, as far as it being like tournament legal and stuff, unless people figure out either get way better at it than you're saying like how it's kind of cumbersome or like not super reliable right now, either if people get way better at it or if there's some stuff that's like obviously broken about it when you do that, I'd imagine that most of the time it would just make some tedious activities for characters less tedious, in which point like might as well, you know, like, yeah, seems but, like, I mean, like, uh, what a lot of people are arguing is it's like, um, which unless they're balanced for the, the like, tournament maybe, organizers that I've seen, they're on board because they're like, well, technically pro controllers already have the same advantage that they're, that they're getting here. They're just, doubling down on that advantage because like mm. the gamecube controller has less buttons oh, <laughs> so yeah, like just right. in and of itself just by being the pro controller it already has an advantage over the gamecube controller mm -hmm. in that regard and people still prefer and win more often it seems with the gamecube controller mm. um so like why not yeah. allow this but what people are arguing is like yeah but like this lets you like double up on certain things that you couldn't do otherwise and making it easier um, can make you better at the game. Because mm -hmm. like a lot of why people yeah, right. aren't as good or like even people that are really good, like top players and stuff like that, even they drop inputs. Like mm -hmm. even they struggle to hit certain buttons at the same time as doing something else, you know? Yeah. And if this reduces the time to do that or makes it more easier or convenient or whatever mm -hmm. that could theoretically make them significantly better and widen the gap between everybody else and them. Um, mm -hmm. But it's a case of like, what well, you have access to the same tools they do. You just got to use the different controller. But yeah. So did you, me you messed around with this? Um, can you save profiles of this? I saw you can save yeah. it in general. So okay. what it does is you can, so each controller saves its own thing which is why oh. uh, we didn't uh specify but mm. nintendo says that the only things that are supported even though like it's not entirely true we found out um the only things that are supported are official nintendo switch controllers so the yeah. pro controller, controller. joy-con um and like the switch light yeah the switch light itself um bob and will i think tested the sn30 pro so it seems if it has the same amount of inputs and it's like a controller that has like firmware mm -hmm. attached to it, then it also is supported. Mm. But like the GameCube controller is not supported. Okay, um, right. Yeah, that makes sense. So, and I mean, like, I guess mm. if the SN30 Pro works, then maybe the like PDP fight pad GameCube like controller. I, mm -hmm. I mean, I'll, I wonder, I, I mean, because the SN30 Pro probably shows up in like, as a pro controller yeah. and so right? does the so, does so the i'd guess pad. any that show up as pro controllers would theoretically would do that as well but yeah. that's interesting well that's cool that you can save profile honestly i would think about because like i mean i've said this before how like i didn't even um, get into the profile part <laughs> but oh the, yeah the controller itself has its own profile yeah and then you can save five presets that you can then map to any other controller so like something that the uh the one of the TOs that I saw was talking to on this, they were like, Yeah, like this could work because, like, any popular button configs, like, 
you could just map it to like save it to the switch so that it saves time in that because then they could just go to the preset and then set it to that so that not mm. every time people go to a setup to play their matches they're not like okay hold on wait let me do my yeah. buttons and then they're like scrolling through they just go to the preset and it's like all right i'm good mm-hmm. uh so so yeah you can do that and then also the five presets so like if you have eight controllers those each can have their own button configuration and then you can have five additional ones saved to the switch itself to like that's cool yeah i might mess around with that something and just find like um yeah i don't know find some places that are more convenient in some places because i don't know specifically i remember when i was playing let's go pikachu and eevee and just being able to play with one hand was useful for like if Ashley's laying down or whatever, and she's like, can you scratch my head? I'm like, mm-hmm. all right, sure. And then I can scratch her head and play the game at the same time. Um, so having that kind of thing is Like try nice to map option. other games so you can play them. Yeah, so I can just play with one hand, especially ones where it's like, you know, RPG-ish. Probably not Nino Cooney. I'm thinking about it because like you kind of have to, there's some reaction time type stuff, but mm-hmm. um, some other games, definitely that could work. Just um the, 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 the other thing because of that like if i can get used to it it's going to be so easy for me to be like okay well i can because ju- i have a controller that is like specifically for smash brothers with the, like you know the freaking mm-hmm. multi shine controller yeah. so that is the one that's like okay that one has the button configuration and yeah. i know <laughs> uh so just don't use that controller for other things mm-hmm. and it's good i don't even there have to worry about it. like oh man i forgot i can't use my seat stick so mm-hmm. i died for whatever reason i mean i see stick that can't use l3 or whatever mm-hmm. um in this game because it's map to be <laughs> there it is there. um but yeah that's so those were all the things that nintendo announced at least about 10.0.0 but there was one extra thing that um had led some other people to various questions and will lead us to questions as well which is that somebody did um you know the uh, they data mined. Data mine. That's the one. They data mined the update, 10.0. and it referenced the NX ABCD, which to me honestly sounded fake at first. <laughs> until I found that the previous versions of the Switch had have been called the ABCA, ABCB, ABCC, and now ABCD, um, which are the original Switch, the Switch Lite, the upgraded firmware or the you know the new switch quote unquote um big battery the big boy battery edition (laughs) and uh so this one yeah and then this which it also so some things it still references the mariko chipset which is the upgraded tegra x the same one that's in what we're seeing now yeah but it talks about having a secondary display of some sort that's exclusively on that model and isn't referenced in any of the other ones so um this i mean brings us back to the long long question or the conversation topic that we've seen over and over again of the switch family of systems that is something um somebody said uh who dude what was the dude's name um I don't know, the, the pres- interim president for a while. I'm pretty sure it was him. That oh, Kimishima. Yeah, Kimishima. Um, I feel like he was the one that talked about it. But having a Switch family of systems rather than just like a Switch or mm-hmm. whatever. So, yeah, let's talk about it. What could uh, this that's be? That's a different show. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, like, I don't know. 
about like obviously like if it's in the firmware then it makes sense that they're thinking about it in some way but i, I don't even know how this connects to any of the things that anybody was thinking before like a secondary display to me doesn't yeah. sound like switch pro level material yeah right and it even sounds like too specific like it seems like, like who would make games for that if it's mm-hmm. just this version of the console mm-hmm. and it's even within that like it's not it's not something like having more processing power because there's developers that want that right. specifically. But what developer other than maybe internal Nintendo developers want another display? Yeah. Like, I guess this could be useful for like Mario Maker, you know, and maybe mm-hmm. Splatoon 2 uh, for people that want like the Wii U like experience for those games. Mm-hmm. Um, but other than that, what's the point of having a secondary display on Switch? Yeah. Uh, the... So I guess one of the thoughts that somebody else had, I think it was Andre Seegers from Game Explain, had the thought of maybe it could be uh, like a Switch VR thing, or maybe it wasn't him. I don't remember. Somebody mentioned it being like a VR Switch, like if they liked the way that the Nintendo Labo VR stuff went, Mm -hmm. they could maybe lean into that. Because that would have two screens theoretically then in that case, depending on how you do it. So that's one but option. If it, the same, but then, if it has the same like hardware mm-hmm. as the current switch, I don't even know how that like what's the point then? What do you mean? Like it has the same hardware mm-hmm. as the current switch, and the current switch isn't like particularly good at VR. Mm. So why do like a VR unit unless yeah. you're gonna like up the, the specs on it and make the VR experience better? All I could imagine on that is is that it would just have, um, yeah, I mean, like the screen itself would be better, you know, and that it would yeah, have. Then you would think that that would require more horsepower to to then power that screen if it's higher awesome. resolution, right? Yeah, if it's that, I mean, either higher horsepower or I mean, them overclocking it would be. A th- I don't know a lot of technical stuff, so here we yeah, go. Yeah, I mean, but they like, could they could overclock it. Yeah. Uh, but the problem with that then is like, like then you battery life to like heat. overheating it. Yeah. And yeah. Um, yeah. even though like from the early tests, it looks like you have to like freaking overheat. I mean, you have to like overclock it a lot for it to like mm-hmm. actually like run into the problem, mm-hmm. um, relative to like, and by a lot, I mean yep. like relative to like how much people have. Been. I mean, I guess one thing too with it is if it's, um, if it's the new chipset, then you would ha- you'd have a lot more room to overclock it because it's mm-hmm. way more underclocked for the battery lifespan mm-hmm. to be longer and stuff. But if you're doing VR stuff, you're not out and about. You know, like you're not going to play for longer than what three hours at a time or something like that. That of the battery lifespan that you would have. So mm-hmm. I don't know. So that would be one thing. But yeah, otherwise, I mean, the other kinds of two screen display switch or systems that we've had have been a wii u style thing and 3ds ds kind of thing and And like like, that was the first thing that came to mind for me when i heard the the the, uh secondary display or whatever uh it's like i guess freaking 3ds and ds games but that's that seems very strange to release a whole like skew for where it's like you you wanted to play 3ds and ds games maybe maybe enough people and like the nx video that me and bob made 
Uh, <laughs> or like maybe 3DS games or whatever. Maybe they saw that and they're like, that would be neat. We should do that. And then they had like an like a skew just for that. Uh-huh. Yeah, no, I can't. I mean, that would be because like doing it because of something, something Wii U mm-hmm. wouldn't really make any sense because we've already gotten all the Wii U ports. More, you know, there's a couple more that we're probably going to get. And then besides that, it's like, there's really no point mm-hmm. in doing that. So I, I wonder if it could also mean, and I don't know, maybe, I mean, maybe them saying a secondary display uh, is as specific as something like the Wii U or 3DS or, you know, VR or whatever, but maybe it means something even different and less weird, you know, more just there's a second display that you could have, um, I don't know, like if it's docked or something like that, like put it on two TVs or... Yeah, like the only other thing that I I was thinking about um, that I was like, well, this could be useful in theory is if you could do like Wii U but better, where it's like you have the Switch docked and Mm -hmm. then somebody could play a game on the TV and then somebody else could play a game on the secondary display. Right. And you run into, that would need significantly more processing power to run two games at once. Yeah. I mean, yeah, because my only thought there, like thinking of Mario Kart, you know, for example, uh, if you could display it on, or maybe, here's the other, I mean, maybe it really just is, uh, well, I guess this is exactly what you were saying, is like that it would be on the handheld version as well as on a TV or something like that. Um, Which is just Wii U. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Man, I don't know. So the question here too is like within without figuring out even exactly what it is uh i want i wonder what the future of the switch family of systems is still looking like at this point because the switch light was more stripped down than most of us would have thought prior to it coming out like mm-hmm. it not being able to dock and all that kind of stuff so i don't know i'm just curious like how broad they could end up going yeah and, and how I far mean, off the mark for that like the switch light is not entirely unprecedented for them, mm-hmm. but it seemed unprecedented because they mm-hmm. went in such a different direction with switch where a big part of its success was the fact that they had this like mission statement and everybody yeah. was buying into it. So mm-hmm. it seemed counterintuitive for them to go counter to that. Right. Whereas like before, whenever they had some sort of mission statement, that's like, mm-hmm. this is what this console is about. And if people bought into it, they didn't stray from that. Mm-hmm. Uh, like they didn't release a Wii that didn't have motion controls or whatever, right. right? Because that was the selling point. Whereas like a lot of people were like, yeah, but they had 2DS. And I was like, yeah, but that's because the 3D wasn't the selling point for 3DS at mm-hmm. all. They tried to pin it up as that, but then they run in, ran into a whole bunch of like legal stuff. Uh-huh. They had to like have the Within like a year, it was like, If you're not. like seven and under, you can't even play this in 3D, you know? So like yeah. they, them pivoting from 3D made more sense than them pivoting from being mm-hmm. able to dock and undock your switch because that was the selling point and it still is very much so even if there's people yeah. that don't actively do both it's mm-hmm. still a very convenient thing even if you only do it once every like every freaking seven months or whatever yeah. where it's like oh i always play this handheld but i got people over we can play mario party and dock it on the tv you know yeah. like it, that was why that seemed weird mm-hmm. um but in this case it just seems so far from anything they've done before because usually when they do revisions, they're revisions. So it's like, okay, what answer 
I mean, what, what problem are we fixing here? Or, or like, what more are we adding to this experience that we couldn't before? And a secondary display doesn't really feel like it, mm-hmm. like, um, uh, caters to anyone. Right. Okay. Yeah, I honestly, because for me, I still, I think the, the more logical steps for them, this specific stuff aside, is either they do a docked only switch, which because like they put out that poll, this was a while ago at this point. So I'd be curious if they did an upgraded or an updated poll, what it would look like. But they did that poll back in like 2018 or 2017. That was like 50% of users are hybrid and then like 20% are docked only and 30% are handheld only or something along those lines. But it was, it like, was like, it ended up being like down the middle for everything. So yeah, it was pretty like much, yeah. the majority technically was both. So it was like mm-hmm. 50% both, 25% handheld, 25% yeah. docked only. And it wasn't a poll. It was like based on like... Usage. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. Based on actual usage and stuff. So yeah. like, I mean, they've got that data. So they would be able to tell, you know, oh, there's an audience of, you know, if there's 50 million switches out there, then that's 12.5 million people that only care about the handheld. There's probably more people like that that would be interested in buying just a handheld version. Um, and there have been, and there were. And so a logical step would be to go the other direction, serve the other 25% that mm. only play it docked. And it's like, all right, here's, you know, get the best out of that. Um, or doing the switch pro kind of thing, which has its own caveats and questions. Um, but the secondary screen thing doesn't fit into either of those yeah. in my mind. So uh, it'd be and cool. Like if, even then I don't understand. I don't, I don't know what they would even do to like, mm-hmm. cause with that, then I guess a switch, a, like a dock only switch, would in theory be cheaper than the switch light. Mm, yeah, right. Yeah. I don't know. Then the switch light necessarily. I mean, it, I think it, it probably should. would. I don't know that it. I bet they would poison at the exact same price. Shrinking hardware uh-huh. is more expensive than just making yeah, it dedicated. Right. So, like the switch being the same price as the PlayStation Four is not because well, the PlayStation Four now I think it's cheaper. Um, mm-hmm. But being in that price range isn't because the switch is more powerful, but in a sense, it's more advanced mm-hmm. because it packs more compact. the power that it has into a smaller form factor. Yeah. So, like in this case, they don't have to do all that. So it could, in theory, be cheaper. Mm-hmm. But then, like, where does that leap switch like? Because like, it, it just, it's weird because the, mm-hmm. the switch like just in like promotion and like what it looks like when you see it on store shelves seems like it's like the replacement for like a 2ds as mm-hmm. it were, right where it's like right. this is the entry point thing but then you get a, an entry point entry point thing that is <laughs> only tv which seems counter to like giving it to your kid right because mm-hmm. a lot of t- like if you're going to do handheld especially if it's like like a dad where it's like man i want to freaking watch sports dude you got to get yeah. off the tv if i have a switch that's just tv that sucks for the kid like i'm like they need mm-hmm. to get a switch light so it's, it seems so weird if they were to do a yeah. doctoring switch for them to like do that and then maybe make it like i think what probably they the do is they see them do mm-hmm. is make it more powerful yeah and then be like the same price as the regular mm-hmm. switch either more powerful but the other thought is um it, also like more space like hard drive space and yeah. that kind of thing mm-hmm. where they would like kind of buffer that cost with other things so they would make sure to like think of it in a marketing standpoint first because like i think you're right it being cheaper than a switch light would be kind of weird um so then i think they would make it at least 
the same price, maybe 250, maybe $300 so that it feels like this is a premium piece of hardware. Mm-hmm. Um, but then they would, uh, I mean, cause probably it would come with maybe a pro controller or joy cons or something like that. But that's still like, that's a sizable cost that the switch Lite doesn't have joy cons. So mm-hmm. like, you know, they're, that's some money. Um, and then the other part of it just being that like, yeah, probably more space and, maybe they would be able to overclock it some more so that it would run some games better because they have a better cooling situation mm-hmm. going on because they can just do that. Yeah, like they could just straight up use the Tegra chipset and not, yeah. uh, you know, like hinder it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see where all this goes. Um, I'd be curious to see, and because I, I haven't looked it up either, but when the ABC... C, for example, showed up in an update to see if there's a timeline yeah. that would show like we'll probably find out about this within this amount of time. But I mean, maybe also they're just starting to work on it or whatever. But I just want to see like forget the ABCD. I want to know with the ABCD EFGHIJK <laughs> specifically. Oh, I know what that's going to be. What's that's what I want to know too. <laughs> What is that, Kay? Um, you know, but we'll have to find out in a really long time. And uh, just like Nintendo pushes their games out for as long as they take, um, which is this mm-hmm. article about <laughs> Animal Crossing. Uh, this is just a quick one, but thought it was interesting in any case. So, news publication Bloomberg has published an article dedicated to Animal Crossing New Horizons, which has been deemed as the perfect escape from the corona from this pandemic throughout the world. Blah, 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 How blah. dare you? You got this video demonetized. Even though ah, demonetized to begin with. Coronavirus, coronavirus, pandemic throughout the world. Okay. <laughs> well, technically, what? you didn't. All you said was Corona, and that's a beer. I don't. That know is a beer. Demonetizable. I wonder uh, is it, it is. still demonetizing stuff? I don't. At know. this point, I don't know. Uh, I haven't said coronavirus in the video. <laughs> yeah. Um, so one of the things raised within this article is that developers at Nintendo are allowed as much time as they need on projects to ensure they live up to fan expectations. This is a far cry from many companies within the video game industry. And then here's a quote. Nintendo developers are allowed as much time as they need to be satisfied with the quality of the game before its release, according to a company programmer who asked not to be identified because he's not authorized to comment publicly. We and that's know who you are, Miyamoto. <laughs> A rushed game, blah, blah, blah. blah, blah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought it was interesting to hear that because when I first heard that this article was a thing, I think I didn't, maybe I didn't see the title or something like that, um, but I just saw about the article and I thought it was going to say like, because it was just like Nintendo Crunch something something. Um, and I thought I was going to say like Nintendo actually does have Crunch and they don't tell us about it because that's the world we live in. Um, and then it was... Very different to see that it was like, nah, man, it's, it's exactly what it seems like. Yeah, like, exactly. We just do whatever we want. And it seemed like a non-story to me when I saw this. Yeah. I was like, okay, but we knew that already. <laughs> yeah, it's just interesting to hear it from some, I mean, not even interesting, more like reassuring or whatever. But at the yeah. same time, like, I wonder if there's a limit for that too, where they're like, nah, it's I it's mean, good I would enough. assume so, because like they gotta make money. They can't just be like yeah. unless you're Miyamoto and you're working uh-huh. on a Pikmin game. <laughs> uh, they're not just gonna let you like develop a game for twelve years. Yeah, like, well, you know. Mm-hmm. Other four is a very important property, so delay it again, it's fine. Yep. It is actually this is I plan on making a video that he talks about this a little bit at some point, but the fact that Nintendo sits on their games for a while is just 
I feel like they must be the only company just from what we hear that does that, you know, because mm. pretty much everybody else, it seems like they're like, we just got to get this out. Like as soon yeah, as we can done, get it out, yeah. we're getting it out, you know? Um, and Nintendo's like, nah, we'll hold on to Yoshi for four months just because, you know, why not? It's like, you know what? Yoshi will be done in September, but it seems <laughs> more like a January game. So Yeah. Which, like, I appreciate that in some regards, too, because, you know, like, um, Luigi's Mansion coming out in April would have been, like, really what? good. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, if we hadn't gotten any games at all and they, you know, like, needed something for the slot, sure, I'm down, but um, there you go. So, yeah. yeah. But, uh, so, Nintendo you know, they, uh, they do that stuff. They, they develop these that games. That they, did. Mm-hmm. they do. Um, it's Saber also tries to make games work on the switch, but they said the world war Z is the hardest thing that they've ever had to do. Um, getting it to work. On so the switch, didn't they like, this is like a new announcement that this is even happening, right? Yes. I think it's so. It's a very strange thing to like in concert announce where it's like, we're doing this thing. Who knows, man? It's hard. <laughs> like, that's so weird. Yeah, it's very weird. Um, so here's the, the article in any case. Uh, Saber Interactive, the studio behind Switchport of The Witcher 3 Wild Hunt, which seems like that's saying a lot if this is harder than that, I guess, um, is bringing World War Z to the Switch. So World War Z is a four-player cooperative third-person shooter. There's hundreds of zombies can sometimes appear on screen, and the game also supports four players online. Saber CEO... Um, Matt Karch said that giving everything involved to Switchport has been the hardest thing that we have had to do. And then here's the full quote from him to IGN. The biggest challenge was finding which compromises could be made to the game, which wouldn't have a significant impact on visuals. We needed to make sure the game looked great, fit into the Switch's memory, and ran at a solid frame rate. There was really no single factor which made this a reality. We experimented constantly for the first few months until we found that balance. Keep in mind that we are rendering scenes with hundreds of enemies and four players online. Getting this to run on the Switch is the hardest thing we've had to do. This is true even though we're porting our own Swarm engine over to the platform. And there's I, I mean, yeah, it makes sense. But this is like another one of those like headlines where it doesn't... It, it reads differently for the, like the type of person that would hear this and be like, yeah. you Switch, like, you shouldn't even put this game on there because it wouldn't run or whatever. They're mm-hmm. more so saying that, like, it, or at least it seems to me that mm-hmm. they're more so saying, like, it's not something that they're really used to having to do, mm-hmm. where it's, like, prioritizing and saying, like, okay, how is this game still this game with the compromises that we have? To do? Yeah, right. Um, and because of, like, the type of game that it is, where unlike most other, like, ports that are made to switch the mm-hmm. thing that makes it hard to run is integral to the gameplay a lot yeah. of the times like the witcher 3 right nothing about that game's gameplay is like man this could never run on other hardware mm-hmm. it's the visuals yeah and the visuals are not essential at all mm-hmm. like the game yeah. can look like a freaking n64 game <laughs> and still be the witcher 3 uh-huh it is yeah and it's funny thing because like i like watching some digital foundry stuff here and there but um and i think they do a, a pretty good job for the most part of pointing out what things just kind of are nice but don't matter mm-hmm. um the commenters less so a lot of times but them being like yeah the anti aliasing here blah 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 is something something and like refractive shadows that's not i don't know if that's a thing but you know saying fancy words like that about things that it's like this looks very realistic for what it is but at the same time like if it 
if we didn't have the thing to compare it against, wouldn't really know one way or another. At least, yeah, most no, of us because like people say they switch games, like that crowd say like, mm-hmm. oh, switch games look terrible, but they were playing games that look worse than that yeah. a generation ago. Yeah. So like, and at the time they were like, they were like, this, like, this looks real, yeah. dude. Yeah, it's like freaking. <laughs> yeah so but it, yeah that's i mean interesting to hear about especially compared to the witcher i thought um so we'll see how that actually pans out as it goes but uh whatever uh and then a couple last bits before we move into the rest of the stuff um some games come in to the switch or things that we learned more about uh ninjala open beta is on april 28th and 29th uh, Battle for no, Bikini Bottom is coming June 23rd. Just delete that game. Yeah. Uh, Jump Force is coming to the Switch, even though they had some comments where they were like, nope, we're not working on it a while ago. But yeah, then they started them. working on it, obviously. So them. there we go. I hate them so much. And that game sucks. So, like, <laughs> did you play it on PS4? Yeah. Freaking, my brother has it. And he's like, my older brother that's like yeah. always like, yo, let's play Yu Gi Oh! or like, you know, random like 90s kid nostalgia games. He's all about it. <laughs> right yeah so like freaking jump force got announced he's like yo we need to play this game i was like all right i'll play this game now i played it this game sucks i I wish they would make anime games or what i mean there are some but they would make anime games that felt a like the anime and not just not just fighting games you know yeah like with the same rationale that they do with pretty much every licensed game now because the light bulb went off for people with arkham knight or arkham asylum the original Mm -hmm in that franchise and been like, Oh my God, you mean if we make licensed games good, they can sell better and be like critically acclaimed and beloved by fans instead uh-huh. of being a meme, you know, yeah. instead of being like, Oh, this is a movie game. I don't mm-hmm. want to play this. You know, like you yeah. want to make the thing with the established fan base, a mm-hmm. good, like, you know, like prestige piece, not a like, Oh, well we have the franchise to lay back on. So yeah. I mean, making anime good. games be fighting games feels like it is exactly the same as if you were to make all um, like comic book games, fighting games, like Spider-Man, yeah, which even weird. like, cause I, I would <laughs> say some anime makes sense. And yeah. just being like Dragon Ball Z, like that doesn't, especially at this point, right. Mm-hmm. Where they have made so many Dragon Ball Z games that there's only been so many times you can tell the story. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so like Kakarot being the first like open world, like RPG sort of situation. Um, that makes sense because like how many times can you do that? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but for other anime where like the world is more wide open and like there's more stories that can be told that are interesting and stuff like that, it seems like you would want to make games um, mm-hmm. that are open world or like a freaking like make a food wars game. Yes, <laughs> like a cooking mama, you know, but like good. Yeah. We could easily do stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, I think, like you said, it's a lot of this stuff is companies not wanting to take risks and just kind of wanting to cash in and do the easy thing because they have the thing to fall back on. And that's just lame. Yeah. Um, so it's nice when they actually put effort into it. But yeah. Jump Force apparently. So get Jump so. Force, I guess. If you're, if you're dumb. Uh, but no, I'm joking. Uh, yeah. Um, and then the last one of those, Streets of Rage Four, is coming on April 30th. And then the other thing that was kind of bigger this week. Um, that I don't really know anything about, but whatever. Uh, Crisis Remaster is coming, and we found Yo, out accidentally that it's coming to Switch. Run Crisis. That <laughs> means it's a powerful console. That's the meme. 
Is that, yeah, I don't know anything about Crisis. It died out before I was paying attention again. So the tell game, me. game, really, I don't know. Okay. Like the game, like who cares? It's like a generic shooter or something. Uh, but like it's much more well known for like, can this PC mm. or w- this console or whatever run this game? Because it's uh-huh. like the pinnacle of like technical achievements in video games. That's nice. what um, that, that's the meme. Uh, but the, okay. the, the game died apparently, but now it's back. Now it's something. back. So this is, it, it seems like there was a crisis one, two, and three. Um, yeah. this is crisis. And like one. crisis three was supposed to come to Wii U too. It was like, man, oh. run crisis. I like, I guarantee you freaking Nintendo of America specifically was like, we need this game. So the hardcore know that we're powerful. That's right. And, and then it didn't happen apparently. So yeah, there you go. But it's fun that it's coming to Switch. Hopefully it comes day and date. And like, also funny, uh, I don't know if this one is being published by EA, but I think the original was published by EA. Um, which again, like anytime EA publishes something on the Switch now, I'm like, just curious to see what happens. Because like, I would very much like them to just be like, yeah, sorry guys, we were dumb. Not even because I care about their games, just because I want them to know that they're dumb. Yeah. <laughs> Which is like really petty, to be perfectly honest. But it's you know what? honest, you know. Yeah, honest with yourself, honest with the, that's right. The uh, objective truths of the mm-hmm. world, you know. So there's that. Oh yeah, there was also I didn't put this in here, but um, some quote or something about how pretty much like so Final Fantasy went to Sony back you know on the PlayStation One back in the day, and there was something where like. Nintendo said that Square Enix couldn't be on a Nintendo system for like 10 years or something after that. Um, some, I don't, I'm getting it wrong. Um, cause I'm not looking up the article, but it was something along those lines. And then like Square Enix vowed to try to make Sony be the winners for forever or something along those lines, which was very funny to hear about, but I don't really know. So, but they make RPGs. Uh, you made a video about, just those RPGs, yep, you know, a little bit. So let's let's talk about your video and some comments. Yeah, I talked about Paper Mario because I wanted to talk about Paper Mario a long time ago. And then Arlo <laughs> talked about Paper Mario. I was like, I don't want to talk about Paper Mario because then everybody's going to be like, yeah, you took about it because Arlo talked about it. Um, but now it's like a, a, a freaking like community-wide like mm-hmm. rumor. So I'm like, okay, it's acceptable now. <laughs> um, so here we go. That's that's what happened. <laughs> Good stuff. Here's some comments, and we'll talk about them. Uh, first one from Faithful the Great sixty four says, eh, "I says think Fawful, Fawful the Great, sure, it's whatever that means. Fawful the Great sixty four uh, said, eh, I think Paper Mario has been focusing on exclusively main series characters and elements for too long." I'd rather have an original antagonist and cast of NPCs again. Also, I want the subtitle to reference the story, a la Thousand Year Door, rather than the gimmick of the day. In fact, I don't want there to be a gimmick of the day unless it doesn't take away from the story. I didn't have an issue with uh, Super Super Paper Mario's direction, but if it's a traditional game like Thousand Year Door, I'd prefer it to just be a natural progression from that game style with no added gimmick and just a grand new adventure to go on, full of Easter eggs that reference the first three games and a new antagonist of the level on the level of Dementio and Count Black. I think that those aren't things that are mutually exclusive, for one. Uh, For two... 
it's kind of like which doesn't like this whole thing wouldn't surprise me if they did like went more so in this direction i was talking about um where it's like they made a mechanic and then they built a game around the mechanic because that's mm-hmm. how they make all their games yeah um and they kind of did that like there i think there was like other comments that were like similar to this that were like i don't want this to like reference the mechanic but it's like paper mario already did you know like <laughs> there are mechanics that reference the title always mm-hmm. um it just was paper mario was a new thing so it didn't seem like a new gimmick but mm-hmm. paper mario in and of itself was a new gimmick when yeah. the new games came out mm-hmm. um and like i don't i don't think that especially in an rpg having like an, a, a mechanic like what i was talking about um it's more so of like especially like you know like the printer and the copier thing it's mm-hmm. surface level stuff it's just put in like it just uh like uh what is it called like uh like kfob uh in wrestling where it's like this like in world explanation for a thing that's happening mm, gotcha. it's not something that's like new to rpgs to be, to do like freaking item management or uh-huh. you know, like that sort of thing it's not a gimmick in the sense that like color splashes color mechanic was a gimmick mm-hmm. it's a it, it just dressing up a mechanic that exists in every rpg mm-hmm. ever anyway i mean um, even with the color splash color mechanic thing i think it's it could have been used from again i didn't play the game but from the reviews that i've seen of it and that kind of stuff it seems like it could have been used to where the gimmick wasn't all that it was but it was you know, like lent to the rest of it, mm. but, um, but it just didn't do that. I guess like that it stuck to it too closely. Yeah. Um, and it was like so, part of the battles and I very specifically right, yeah. said in the video that I didn't think that it should play a lot into the battles. Yeah. I think that the battles themselves should stick to like, and like, game I think, yeah. And it seems to me like, um, it's fun when a gimmick or whatever adds flavor to the world and like context mm. and stuff, but yeah, it doesn't necessarily, change it where i mean that's the case in like all sorts of i don't know i'm thinking like tons of indie games recently especially i feel like started with um uh, like the started with ideas and then kind of built off of that and it's like this is going to inform the universe in and of itself and so thinking especially like steam world quest is one that comes to mind which ironically did have card based battles sort of thing um but that's one where obviously they were like we're going to take the steam world robot people thing and then do an RPG and like, how do we want to do that? Well, we'll do cards. And then all of the like flavor text and context of the world is kind of like informed by that. But at the same time, you can still have a cool story around that stuff. I think like, like you said, but it does seem to me that also starting with a gimmick is just Nintendo's outside of very specific situations. You know, I think that's just Nintendo's way of going about thinking about a game. Right. And then, like, on the topic of the new antagonists and stuff like that, Bowser was still an original Paper Mario. Like, it, it, there's nothing about this idea that says that there can't be new characters. It's just saying that, like, the crux of it is, like, Bowser wants to do this thing. And for all we know, it could be a thing of, like, it actually wasn't Bowser, because <laughs> they do that a lot, too, in uh-huh. every game ever. Yeah. Um, so, like, I, I don't know. I think these, mm-hmm. uh, these are, like, two nitpicky things. of like, And it's, that happens a lot with, like, franchises that are particularly successful. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, you're trying to change it too much to be like the other things that they do that are successful. I don't want it. I don't want that. <laughs> and it's mm-hmm. like, yeah, but Nintendo would want yeah. their thing to perform like uh, their things that are successful. <laughs> yeah. 
I appreciate the spirit behind it though. Cause like, I think Fawful, the, the idea behind the comment is like keeping it like that interesting yeah. and like, you know, like good and not kind of surface level or whatever. Right. And I think there's ideally there's ways that they can do that. Yeah. And um, I agree. I agree with that part of it, but yeah, I disagree totally. with like the idea that it's like, like using it as a way to like celebrate Mario or whatever is like something I don't like. Cause I want them to have new characters, but they can celebrate Mario and still have new characters. Mm -hmm. Cause another thing that I like specifically said, it's like use it as a way to success, uh, like to celebrate the past of Mario, but also like gesture towards the future of it mm -hmm. and have introducing new characters that they could then reuse elsewhere um so that they don't have to reuse the character again in paper mario you know like that sort of thing mm -hmm. is like a a very easy thing to do with like now nintendo's only like story-led mario game or whatever right yeah yeah i i am curious about the future of um because i mean the last time we got a new mario and luigi game at this point was, on, was early on the 3ds right it was like towards the end because they did paper oh, it was? Jam, okay. which was like a combination of paper mario and uh mario and luigi gotcha okay and then before then it was like the year of luigi which was like what 2013 or something mm -hmm. um they did yes. dream games for mario nice. and luigi. so it's been a while since those and now alpha dream you know was gone so I yeah just wonder if alpha dream's gone so they can consolidate into this or whatever i mean they went bankrupt so they're gone because they went yeah. bankrupt but uh still next comment is from sketchbud who says one feature they ought to bring back would have to be the allies who join mario and upgrade that feature by having two of them join him for combo attacks and a side plot of these different allies getting into an argument with mario being stuck in the middle <laughs> i mean i'd be down for that that was that's a, a thing that i like a lot about those games too it's like seeing the mario like archetypes in a different context where it's like mm -hmm. you have a goombo in your team that mm -hmm. never happens in mario you know like this <laughs> yeah. bob bomb's a good guy you know uh so yeah i'd agree with that like i want to see like the freaking like you know like the woodpecker things in mario odyssey that like mm -hmm. propel themselves oh up. yeah the what are they called pick those guys. i don't know the woodpecker things the little <laughs> woodpecker guys they're yeah. funny <laughs> But those, like, seeing those in uh, a Paper Mario game could be, mm -hmm. like, the freaking, uh, uh, what is it? The, to like, the totem-looking man, the stone dude that Mario oh, takes control. Uh-huh. Man, like, what's, like, the Easter Island-looking yeah, thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I don't remember what he's called either. Um, new enemies like that mm -hmm. would be cool, too. Yep. And the little guys, the little, like, whoop. Oh, the, yeah, 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 yeah. Those the cool. ones from also from Mario Odyssey in the forest that and like in the box with the legs. Like uh the pterodactyl man. Yeah. Oh, he was fun. Mm -hmm. I hope he comes back in just more things in general. Um yeah. He was cool. also what a good the game. Freaking dragon from Dark Souls. <laughs> <laughs> what was he doing in there? I don't uh, know. Yeah. That, it was so weird to go to that level and be like, why are we? Yeah, why actually playing we, Dark Souls right now though. Uh, but like, that, I mean, that, that, yeah. it makes sense with the theme of the game because the theme of the game is like Mario's like a freaking—he's out of place, you know, <laughs> he's in a world that is counter to his world. Yep. So. I also wish that level was bigger because it was yeah. like cool, you know. Yeah. So if we had like some more of that, I'd be down. Um, but yeah, I also I like the idea of allies joining Mario just in general. I I mean. Like I, except for Nino Kuni, right now I like having people join my party and like having, you know, more versatile things to do. 
right now it sucks because everybody's dying everybody all the time. Everybody sucks, man. It sucks because they suck. Yeah. So as long as I can control them too, I'm good. Uh, just keep me in charge, you know? Um, but nevertheless, yeah, wow, I like that Parker, idea. Control freak. You heard it here first. Wow, man. You're welcome. You here hate we to are. see it. You hate <laughs> to see it. Uh, next comment from Wyatt Merrill, who I also pulled a comment from him on my video. So look at that. What's up, Wyatt? What's said, that? Paper Mario 64 is in my top three games of all time. Please, Nintendo, return to form and give us a solid Paper Mario game in 2020 for Switch. What I really want is a team of partners to solve puzzles and help in combat. I asked a follow-up question of what characters... Oh, I you, did. I, AJ, I asked a follow-up question of what characters you'd like to see. And he said, I really like the shy guys... Or, yeah, I really like the shy guys in Paper Mario 64. I also liked having a Goomba, Koopa, and Paracoopa as allies since they're typically your enemy. Yeah, so similar rationale to me. Yep. It's like, I like that. <laughs> so mm -hmm. I want to see... I, I specifically wouldn't really care to see like the same ones again, mm -hmm. um, which a lot of times they'll like do... Uh, what they've done is like they they're like oh you have a Koopa Troopa on your team but it's a different Koopa Troopa than the last game you know like that's mm -hmm. um, so I guess that that would be fine in moderation yeah but I I think it would be like more fun is if they use like enemies that they never did yeah before I think and not I mean specifically like I I don't think that like for allies in particular it's not as fun if they're new characters mm -hmm. in my opinion if you're they're your allies and they're completely that, new yeah. creations. I think it's more fun when it's like this thing exists in Mario already and mm -hmm. I have a completely different opinion of it, but this one's a good guy and it's yeah. like wild. I mean, because it's in the platformers of Mario, which is most of Mario, you can only have a surface level kind of understanding of most of the characters because like mm -hmm. you're going to jump on it and he's right. they're trying to attack you. Like, and most of the time it's probably innocuous, you know, like the little leg spinny guys from the with the pots in mario odyssey yeah. like they're not like they don't seem like they're trying to hurt you because they don't like you so much as like they're just that's just like, the job man and that's yeah. all we and know. also like they're freaked out you know there's this big old guy coming at them and trying to like attack them or something yeah. um but then especially in odyssey having the whole like cappy mechanic where you then become those things even just that gives a different perspective um yeah and they could even play into that and been like, man, you were in my head in this <laughs> other world, and it really messed me up, uh -huh. <laughs> you know? or whatever. Now I see um, everything through a whole new light. Yeah, and then yeah. They want to join you. Um, so I, um, kind of like reference back to other comment. I think that it kind of does Paper Mario as a property a disservice to like make everything original because at that point, just make an original game. Uh huh. Um, whereas like with Paper Mario. It's a Mario game. So mm -hmm. Why not use the Mario world um, in this new context? Because, like, even in like main series Mario games, they don't have the opportunity to do that because they're not like story-driven games. Yep. I'm looking up what the bird is called because I really want to know. Oh, the freaking <laughs> woodpecker man. Yeah. Just type into Google Mario Odyssey woodpecker man. Um. Must include Woodpecker. <laughs> a Pokio, that's the one. Good job, Internet. You've done your job. Uh, but yeah, I, I like the idea of... I mean, this will... Everybody who's been around knows I've missed a lot of games. Uh, this will be my first Paper Mario game, so I'd be okay. excited to have okay. some... Blasphemy. Um, yep. 
pretty much some characters, you know, <laughs> have blasphemy. <laughs> get some variety to them. Um, next comment comes from Red Poppy, who says, I love the idea of Nintendo poking fun at itself with quote unquote leftover paint from Color Splash's commercial failure. There is already precedent since Luigi's Mansion 3 poked fun at the Virtual Boy. Yeah. And Paper Mario just seems like the type of game to do that. <laughs> like, mm. It's like snarky, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so doing that in this game, I just think it would make a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. I. Well, and especially too, I don't know how, you know, because with Nintendo being fairly broad, I don't, you know, next level games is a team and then yeah intelligent systems would be a whole separate team so like they wouldn't necessarily have the same rationales and stuff but even within i mean it's not specifically intelligent systems but kind of um where the smash reveal for um byleth definitely poked fun at smash like yeah because like um who specifically it was like i think it was like a smash bros it was like zero or something like that Mm-hmm. Um, that was like or somebody else. It was somebody. It was like an influencer more so than like a like somebody within Nintendo. But they're talking about how like Nintendo like definitely pays a lot of attention to social mm. media, like the media. They know what's going on. Yeah, uh, a lot more than what people would think. So for them to do something like this makes sense. Like yeah. Sakurai even was talking about like, yeah, like I know that there's this like idea that there's too many sword characters. I think there's too many sword characters, but we freaking work in a corporation, man. So like, <laughs> yeah, that not is every funny. decision could be made by that, you know? Mm-hmm. And like, yeah, a, that's a lot of restraint for like the marketing team to, I mean, obviously they're not allowed to respond to things, but like, that's gotta suck to be like, I know people are mad about this one thing. Actually, you know, Bill Trinan mentioned, I was listening to NVC a couple of weeks ago and he was on there. Um, and some question definitely pointed to the fact that like, he was like, yeah, we're, you know, we're really, really in tune with what our community thinks about stuff. Um, but again, like you said, it doesn't really show because they don't respond to it in the same way. Even yeah. like Wendy's does, or, you know, a lot of those social media accounts. Um, but that's because I guess the kind of, information that they give out is i don't know like them being an online presence is different from a fast food restaurant being an online presence where it's and also i think it's because they have a different philosophy and honestly one that i agree with more like Mm -hmm. they're not the type of company that like they they hear you but they're not necessarily going to listen to you (laughs) you know yeah um and i respect that because like i like nintendo because they're nintendo i don't like what if if like when if Nintendo listened to everything that we wanted, they become something else, you yeah. know? Um, and it's kind of like what Dragon Ball has become as a property mm-hmm. where it's yeah. like, yeah, I know people like Frieza, so I'm going to bring Frieza back in Dragon Ball Super. And it's <laughs> going to be like this hand-fisted, like stupid explanation for why he's relevant again. And like stuff like that happens and you become a mm-hmm. shadow, like almost a parody of yeah. what you were before. If you just listen to what fans like, because like you, you, you don't, when a fan is like i want x this fan is always going to have like this very hyper specific to them idea of what your property is it's never going to be like this holistic thing of like i love everything about your property Mm -hmm. i just love this one thing and i want to accentuate that one thing that i love about it so give me more of the one thing that i love about it 
Mm-hmm. Whereas if a company is like, I'm going to ignore everything or creator in general is like, I'm going to ignore everything that you say uh, yeah. with reason, uh, within reason. And I'm just going to continue to do what's my vision because then you'll get a more consistent product mm-hmm. and the thing that you love will continue to be the thing that you love, but better. Counterpoint, interestingly enough, Sonic. Thoughts That's on- true. That's true. I mean, but like at the same time, I think if you've been doing it wrong for long enough, sometimes it need you need some correction too. Yeah. So like that's also, more playing like, devil's advocate than yeah. anything else. And the, the thing that I would say to that is like, their problem is that they're, they became inconsistent once they went into 3D. Yeah. Like because Sonic <laughs> yeah. was consistent until yeah, it right. went 3D and then they didn't know what they were doing. Right. Right. And that, I mean, that's been the case since they kind of went in 3D where it's like, mm-hmm. oh, Sonic 3D Blast, that game sucks. You know, and Sonic R, that game kind of sucks. I mean, it sucks, period. But it's it's funny and like hokey. Right. Or whatever. Um, so that one kind of gets a pass. And then mm-hmm. Sonic Adventure 1 and 2 were like, ah, they're okay. And then from there, they didn't know what they were doing. Yeah. So then if they're confused, then they're like, yeah, bring the fans in. Maybe they can give us <laughs> yeah. ideas. But Nintendo knows what they're doing. Right, yes. So for them, And it's like, also like a bigger shotgun blast kind of not shotgun blast makes it sound like they're not trying in any directions, but like there's a lot more things to fall back on where Sonic is one property and there's plenty of Nintendo franchises specifically. They're like, we tried doesn't work, you know? And for those, and because Sonic went just on their own accord, went in so many different directions, they established and like, not even like intentionally or, you know, like purposefully Mm -hmm. where they're like, okay, we know where we want Sonic to go. They're like, we don't know where Sonic should go. So let's try this. And then Mm -hmm. they accrue fans that like that one specific part. Mm -hmm. And then they try to cater to that fan base. So then you end up with Sonic Forces where it's like, we're nice and edgy, but we also have cute, creatable animal people. (laughs) Like that sort of thing. It's like, all right. (laughs) Yep. Yeah. All right. Last comment from your video. Here goes. TS Nintendo Gamer says, great ideas. Or Bowser could just kidnap Peach and call it a day. JK. Here's my idea for a Paper Mario game or any great Mario RPG in general. Maybe have the villain want to do something with the Mushroom Kingdom and Bowser Jr. So, um, with... Maybe have the villain want to do something with the Mushroom Kingdom and Bowser Jr. So this time, the Mario Bros. and Bowser can team up once again. Maybe even plot twist where a villain first appears to be working for Mario only to turn against him. Yeah, I'd be down for that. Like, and it's kind of like what I was saying before. It's like, it, maybe it's not uh, Bowser. That's like, I freaking screw Mario, dude. <laughs> um, yeah. Maybe it's a new villain that's like, yeah, I want to frame Mario mm-hmm. to like help Bowser. Because like, maybe he, it could be like a Kylo Ren situation where he's like a Bowser fanboy. And then but Bowser's like secretly, like he's cool with Mario. Like he, he likes yeah. like having that like rivalry. That's why uh-huh. they party all the time. Um, and he's like, nah, I, yeah. but forget that. <laughs> and he just like completely misses the point and like mm-hmm. went at like Kylo Ren where it's like, Freaking Darth Vader is a good guy now, yeah. uh, <laughs> but he doesn't know that. Um, I like this idea a lot. You like <laughs> misguided, like man, screw Mario. Yep. And Bowser's like, no, man, but like he's fine though, so don't he's worry like, too much about him. And yeah, he's like, he's like, he's like I, you know, I just kind of don't like him a little bit. Like I don't want him to like actually die. You know? yeah. <laughs> We're just like you know workout buddies. Just like it's like Team Rocket. Like Team Rocket yeah. does that in the movies where they're like. Man, like, you want Pikachu, but, like, not that bad. Like, you guys are too far yeah. on the other end. Yeah. 
I that's fun. We should do it. We should do it. Yeah, let's do let's. It. I'll be Bowser. Okay. Cool. cool. We're doing it. Any last you thoughts on your video? video? No, I did. Okay. Cool. I did make a video. Um, and here's some comments. <laughs> this it was on the Nintendo Switch Online. Um, our good buddy Bob, Bob Tholomew J. Wolfenstein the Fourth. As I, can't I believe you doxed him. Dude, that's crazy. <laughs> I guess I don't know what doxing means. Is that like insult? No, you gave you freaking told the oh oh yeah yeah because doc like with name. the e3 stuff yeah i do it you know what sometimes it's for the good of the people and <laughs> for the good of specifically the one person bob wolf who now gets to have an even longer cooler name uh no but it was great having him be involved he knew way more about that stuff than i did so that was cool to have him on there um but yeah otherwise just talked about nintendo switch online what a nerd dude yeah come on man he should be playing Diablo. Um, <laughs> first comment, this one, Mason Rofi said, uh, am I the only one that thinks he kind of sounds like Kermit? Oh my God. I said no. you would max that. He did. Comment. If anybody doesn't know, this is your first time around. Uh, our buddy Max Wright from Lou Potts uh, has said this several times. And, and like we both are like... <laughs> I don't know. Like, it's funny. Like I tested it out. I, t I said this in the group chat with you guys, but I tested it out sort of by somebody recently. And I don't remember who it was, um, said you sound kind of like blah, 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 which was kind of close to Kermit, whatever they said. And I was like, someone I know says I sound like Kermit. And they were like, Oh, I totally see it. And I was like, Come on. Oh my God. <laughs> and like seeing this comment blew my mind. Cause I was like, somebody's as dumb as Max. No, I'm joking. Uh, but <laughs> no, yeah, but I, I loved like, it. That was fun. And it's funny. Cause especially when I, I went back and listened to just the first, like 20 seconds of the video and I was like, okay, I can definitely see it. Right. <laughs> I say now in some very nasally Owen Wilson kind of way, right at the beginning. And like that, plus some of the other things like we're now at the point where we're blah, 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 blah. Oh, goodness so there it is um if yeah but again if anybody's hiring for the muppets yeah i told i told parker that like if disney plus is like yo we're freaking rebooting the muppets then you can uh, audition that would be fun i would voice acting would be a grand old time i would very much like to do some of that and then you'll always get karmic comparisons for the rest of your life so i hope you like them yeah, I, I'm down with whatever. You know, as long as everybody's having fun, we're good. We're having it. We're doing it. Um, and then next comment. This one is longer uh, and less about Kermit comparatively, actually. Bad so. comment already. <laughs> I bet, though, if you like, just pick out a whole bunch of letters, you could probably make the word probably Kermit, spell Kermit more time. Yeah. yeah, probably a bunch of times even comparatively, sure. but not, not in order. I'm looking. Right. I'm going to look for it. <laughs> <laughs> so Nikki Scott says a bunch of things. Uh, Starting here. NSO to me personally just ain't worth it. I'm not a big online playing person anyway, but ever since Nintendo revealed everything that this service is going to offer, I just never saw any worth it. If any, any worth in it. If anyone's reading this comment and acts like I hate the service just because it's only a 20, because it's only $20 a year, shut up because the price point isn't the reason why I hate the service at all. I just hate the fact that cloud save Cloud saves are behind a paywall and not all games support them. Having certain games be exclusive to the service is okay, but I want more than just a game of falling blocks to get on board. 
special offers they have for the service so far are really not appealing to me in the slightest, especially those Switch vouchers because I prefer physical over digital. Classic NES and Super NES games are available on the system is fine, and the ability to play games online with friends is neat, but let's be honest, whenever people play those games on the Switch, how many folks actually play those games online? 99% of the time, they just load up one of those apps. That's not really a selling point, and the fact that I have to pay up every year to even access those games on Switch is kind of stupid. Voice chat being tied to a separate device, I'm not going to talk about how much I'm not going to talk much on that because that's been beaten to death by many others already, but at the same time, why does it even exist at all, Nintendo? If you maybe wanted to target that app for kids, okay, but just don't force that on everyone who wants to talk to their friends or anyone online playing a Switch game. The service overall, in my opinion, I just don't see it getting better. If they really want me to pay for this service every year and support them with this, they need to do their part by making this service much better than what it is now. Um, I don't really... I have some thoughts. I don't follow him for this opinion because it's very specific to him, you know? I think... Yeah, and and that's the that's the sort of thing where it's like I don't I don't know if I agree with this equaling Nintendo Switch Online is bad. It sounds more like Nintendo Switch Online isn't for me because right. like the only like the opinion the only like uh you know like opinion that aligns with that statement of like Nintendo Switch Online is bad is people being like it's laggy and blah blah blah, mm-hmm. and that's also misguided as mm-hmm. Bob pointed out because. Nintendo Switch Online has nothing to do with that, you know? Like, Nintendo mm-hmm. Switch Online isn't this, like, network of, like, online code, you know? Mm-hmm. Where it's, like, every game, you know, developed to this spec, and that is going to run your online because it's just this one huge dedicated server, you know, that mm-hmm. has nothing to do with it. It's If your development is like specifically geared toward making sure your online works well, it's not going to work well. And that's the problem. It's a developer specific thing. And this Mm -hmm. just so happens to be uh, a thing with a lot of Nintendo games. So it like gets compounded because their online experiences are usually not up to par. Mm -hmm. Uh, So they, they just get this reputation where it's Mm -hmm. like, well, it must be Nintendo's fault for everything. Any game that's bad online on Nintendo is because Nintendo's bad at it. And that's just not the case because there's a lot of games that work just as well on Nintendo Switch as they do on other platforms. So that's one question for me too is um, because I didn't really look into this at all, but like Fortnite, for example, runs, I mean, besides the game itself being 30 FPS instead of 60 FPS or whatever, but online wise, it runs just as well on Switch as other consoles, right? Question mark? Yes. Okay. So I mean... And I played, I don't know if there's more or less people now, but Mm -hmm. the only time I played it was at like when it first launched. Mm -hmm. So you would assume that's like peak. Yeah, right. Yep. So I think, no, I totally agree with um, just with what you said, because those were my thoughts too. I think like, I'd be curious also if Nikki specifically, if you're listening to this uh, comment in the podcast, um, if there's any things that you can imagine that have to do with online that you'd be like, oh, now that specific thing is worth it. Because I also don't play games online barely at all, except for now I'm playing Animal Crossing some online. And like Ashley had to get Nintendo Switch online just to play Animal Crossing online with people. So that's been making it worth it even just for that. But Did otherwise... Did you get the family plan? Uh, no, because it was... I already had mine and whatever. Very so deep. I'll probably get the family plan when mine expires. Yeah. Um, but whatever at this point i just got yeah because i mean like at that point you might as well just like like wait 
for freaking like Mitch's to run yeah, out. Exactly. And, uh, yeah. Know, like, um, so the, blah, blah. yeah, I'd be curious if there are any things that would make it feel worth it. Cause otherwise it seems like, yeah, this just doesn't even, the conversation doesn't necessarily apply to you. I on think a if you level. don't play online, there's a, a or, pay, or play the because for yeah, me prior to Animal Crossing stuff like that. Mm-hmm. it was re- it's really just like ah, just I'm just paying to have the availability of NES and SNES games yeah. and if I don't me, touch like, them honestly, I'm pretty counter to what he said about like who even wants to play those games online like they're that online edition is literally the only reason why I was even a little bit interested in NES because uh-huh. it's like oh yeah I could play this with other people that's a new experience you know mm-hmm. and I don't want to emulate it because for one, that's illegal. And for two, it just is not something that I want to do. I don't want to uh-huh. play games on my computer. I just, it's not an experience <laughs> I'm into. Even yeah. if my, even if I had a freaking supercomputer, it's just, I don't, I don't, I yeah, don't. Right. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's like, for me personally, the NES and SNES games alone would be worth it. Even yeah. if I didn't like almost exclusively play online games. And stuff mm-hmm. like that. I think the cloud saves being tied behind a paywall makes sense i think that w- what doesn't make sense is that there's no way to manage your storage mode. yeah i um, i agree with that but i think yeah so i think pretty much having this nikki having your exact same stance um some people have this exact same opinion and say it's not worth it for other people and that i have problems with yeah, just because with it's like oh well you can't decide what's worth what for anybody you know like somebody bought the you know, PlayStation, the Nintendo PlayStation thing for what, $300,000 or something like that. Um, I would pay a hundred because I don't have that much money, you know, that kind of thing where it's just like value is very subjective, but having this exact perspective, um, for yourself, totally valid. So, yeah. And it's kind of like, like the animal crossing video that I made where it's like, is this game worth it? Yeah. Uh, and there's a lot of people who's like, how is this even a question? It's like, because there's people that aren't like you, <laughs> it turns <laughs> yeah. out. Uh, so uh-huh. like, uh, would it be worth this type of person? Mm-hmm. I mean, worth it for this type of person? Yeah. Um, and for you, no, Switch Online isn't worth it. But mm-hmm. again, I don't think that that makes it bad, especially mm-hmm. for somebody that doesn't play online games and doesn't really like digital games and stuff like that. Like, yeah. How do you make a service called Nintendo Switch Online mm-hmm. worth it? For a gamer like that you know mm-hmm. like yeah i don't know I, I don't think that they're trying to make it worth it for a gamer like that mm-hmm. like if if uh nintendo's talking to somebody that only plays board board games i don't think that they're like <laughs> bending over backwards to try to get that person to buy the thing you know yeah. like i'm sure they want i mean if i was like hey, as I'll... much as humanly possible of whatever they make but there's there's limits to that like yeah being a brand and and like a company and a business or whatever is just as much about who you don't want to appeal to as it is who you do. Mm -hmm. Um, So like when you have something and you have a target audience, you're going to have a target, like an anti-target audience that you're like, okay, well, as long as we're in good with these people, it doesn't really matter if we're in the doghouse with these people, you know? (laughs) Yeah. I, AJ, I will mow your lawn for $20. And then you tell me that, you live in an apartment complex. I'm like fifteen dollars. Yeah, exactly. I'm over exactly. Fifteen dollars. Exactly. Like, I'm like, and then for, <laughs> if, if you walked up to me and was like, uh, "Freaking, I'll 
well, the mowed lawn thing, that is, that <laughs> would be useful for me. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but like if in that scenario, mm-hmm. if somebody walked up to them and was like, yo, I would give you like $5 to mow your lawn and I don't have a lawn. It's not worth $5, yeah. but to say that it's not worth $5 as a blanket statement is like, what? There's people <laughs> yeah. that would freaking kill to only have to pay $5 to get somebody else to mow their lawn, you know? That's true. I've got $5. If anybody's right around here, go for it. Go for it. <laughs> but yeah, I get, it was an interesting comment. I appreciated that. Um, just uh, that perspective as well. So yeah. continuing on, and these ones are then more on the other side of like ideas for the future of uh, NSO and stuff like that. Some people are more optimistic, some more or less. Uh, here's Wyatt Merrill again, who was on your video um, and then said the following. Communication is key here. I've been dying for N64 for three years now, and I just want to know if and or when it'll come. And then in a separate comment said, when I was a kid, I had an N64, but I didn't ever get very far because I was just a kid. I still have tons of nostalgia though, so I'd kill for N64 on Switch. And I wonder how successful N64 online would be. I know I'd play it way more than NES and SNES. See, now that is a very interesting prospect because like most multiplayer N64 games because it's N64 or player games. <laughs> so like, <laughs> yeah. and then also like, I, I'd assume that like me and Bob would stream like smash 64 at least once, you yeah. know, like that sort of thing. And also like Mario party, Mario party. And, yeah. And like, you know, Mario Kart, like that's easy, like community game sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, just because it's four players. Um, I think that that could be huge for them. Yeah. I, and, I mean, you know, like honestly, single handedly, like if they launched, with n64 instead of nes which would be very strange mm-hmm. but like if they went straight to n64 they could have easily sold switch online to a lot more people because like it being online is like a much bigger selling point at that point because yeah. it's four people <laughs> right and i think the other thing too just like as far as the market of things i don't know i feel like n64 is a generation where more people even though it sold fewer than either of the two consoles before it, being the NES and SNES, I feel like more of the NES and SNES gamers have stuck around and continued to be gamers or whatever. Maybe just like culturally speaking, as opposed to there's a lot more people I feel like that have very casual memories of N64 where they're like, oh, I guess I played, yeah, I played at some friends' houses oh, yeah, or yeah, 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 I yeah, had I one. Or, I thought so you were like, saying like the inverse of that. I was like, I don't know. No, yeah, I think um, there's just like a lot more N64 for like people that have nostalgic memory for N64. Yeah, that's like why thought freaking, about gaming since That's why then. Bob has the N64 plugged up for the babes, man. Yeah. <laughs> yep. That's exactly that's why. true. So yeah, I think that's, you know, it would be a really good marketing thing, you know, just to, to have that. But I really, man, I, honestly, the thing that, that has me most like, and I said it in the video, hesitant to say that N64 becoming this holiday is the Mario remake thing. But then again, Nintendo's weird. They just do stuff like that anyway sometimes. So neither of them could happen. Both of them could happen. I wouldn't be particularly surprised one way or another. And everybody's wrong. Original Xbox games coming to Nintendo Switch Online. It's holiday season. There it is. So good comment. Um, Fun times. Next comment from Seven says, Hey, Parker, hope you, AJ, and everyone in the comments and all your families are doing well and staying safe during these trying times. That was nice. Yeah. Uh, all I want is Earthbound and the original Donkey Kong Country at this point. Lots of people mentioned Donkey Kong Country and Diddy Kong uh, Racing, I think. Because it's, well. it's the anniversary or something like that. Yeah, that's true. Of the I second think, one. <laughs> yep. 
And also, like, why why are they not on there? You know, that's all I'm saying. It is. It's very strange that Donkey Kong Country specifically is not on. Yeah, there. Earthbound. I I could see like I could see an argument for them not doing that. Yeah, uh, because it, it it seems like something that they stuff. usually just try to eventize. Mm-hmm. Um, so. But it's on freaking the SNES classic, so who knows, man? Yep. So, continuing on with the comment, uh, she says, I think Game Boy games would be next for NSO, but I think a lot of people crying over, uh, crying when Pokemon isn't included. I can see a lot of people. Thank you. But I can see a lot of people crying when Pokemon isn't included because they won't just give away even 20-year-old games for free. N64 would be cool, but I think those titles... Re, those titles remasters slash remakes would be better since they haven't really aged well and will be a nightmare unless you play them with huge nostalgia goggles. Yeah. Licensing would also be a mess for something like GoldenEye, which people would also burn Nintendo's offices down for if it is included. Sure. It ideally, I'd like, uh, I'd also like a free non-legacy game every now and then, like. PS Plus and Xbox Live Gold, but that could jack up the price, so I'm not holding my breath. The vouchers and gold points discounts are good alternatives, though. Yeah, like that would be freaking wild if they were like every month we're giving you a Switch game and it's twenty dollars uh-huh. a year. Like that would be crazy. Yeah, I mean the thing, I do wonder at some point if they could introduce price tiers, and then that could be something for that. The only thing is, if there's price tiers, and um, and that's like a perk that you're paying for and they don't have good games on that, then that like would suck. Because people are like, I paid extra for this, and now I'm just yeah, getting that this game. on those other platforms, too. Like, yeah. And, and that's the thing about it that's weird, because it's like, um, I, don't, I don't touch my PlayStation or Xbox. I literally play my PlayStation once a year, and that's because sometimes there's a game on there that's like, I'm interested in that. Sometimes there's a Final Fantasy VII remake or whatever <laughs> that I'll play for. And then at the end of the year, it'd be like, you played your PlayStation for 20 years, 20, 20 years, 20, 20 years. hours, 20 hours this year, uh-huh. uh, if that. And then it's like, well, that happened, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I know exactly what the game is. Whereas like other people are like, I played my PlayStation for 700 hours this year or whatever. And it's like, I don't even know what I played because they played mm-hmm. so much. And I'm like on the other end of the spectrum there. Um, so like for them to like have a similar thing on Switch, I don't think that's even worth complaining about, but yeah, I don't think a lot of stuff people complain (laughs) about is worth complaining about. So who knows, man? Yeah. (laughs) But for the small points in here, Game Boy, not including Pokemon. Yeah. I, yes, I agree. I mean, like it, it would be cool if they did. It would be a big thing if they did and that would be neat that alone like we could see them introducing price tiers yes i could definitely definitely see like an amazon Uh prime like pokemon channel like thing where it's like pay freaking two dollars extra a month for Mm -hmm. access to the pokemon channel on the switch online so i could definitely see them would not be surprised (laughs) yeah and then n64 i think Honestly, on this, we would end up not seeing like super licensed stuff. We would see like because N N sixty four feels like it has like some the top tier kinds of games that are like very popular and are mostly first party games with some like better licensed ones like Goldeneye or whatever. And then it has a lot of just not good at all games down there. And so I think we'd see these ones like the you know the classic Nintendo ones and the not very good licensed ones. I do hope that but we even see then like a lot of the licensed ones are not good anymore. 
I mean, like, or I guess not even licensed, but I don't know, whatever. I feel like there's more middle tier games with, uh, comparatively with SNES or some other consoles and Mm. stuff, whereas N64 is like kind of all N64 is the NES of that, of 3D. It's the NES Mm -hmm. of 3D, like we talked about last podcast. That's what it is. So, like, there at the beginning it's going to be freaking hype because you get like mario and mario three level games mm-hmm. in the first month but then after that it's like a, i don't know friend <laughs> soccer dude you know like that sort of yeah. thing yeah i if they put on extreme g i'm down because that's uh so it's an n64 game that i played a lot and i liked but at some point it got corrupted to where it wouldn't save anymore. Um, and it's like it's a racing game where you unlock new levels as you beat other ones and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it got corrupted to the point where it wouldn't save. So if I ever wanted to see the end of it, which I wanted to and was not able to do, yeah, I got like, like three levels from the end. The entire game. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and it was so bad. Every once in a while it would save. And I was like, oh, look at that. But I would have only played like two levels the day before or something. And then, so... If, if uh, Extreme G comes on, I'll be a happy clam. It's by Acclaim Games, though, and I think they went defunct at some point, so I don't know who owns yeah, it Yeah, they did. And that's, that's the other thing about the, the N64, I feel like it has in common with the NES. The failure rate on that thing is, like, up there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you yeah. know, like, there's, a, like, there's, I don't remember having to, like, do the whole, even though, like, it doesn't work. But like the whole like blowing your cartridge. I don't remember doing that that oh. much with SNES. Oh, but I yeah, did right. it a lot with freaking N64 and NES, both of them. So I mean, like at some point with N64, that was just my gut reaction before putting it in was just like, all right, here we go. Yeah. Like that's weird. Cause like, I don't know. Did you, you had, you had an SNES, right? Nope. Oh, well. I know. I, I started N64. I mean, not- cause my parents pretty much avoided video games for me until. I got a Game Boy, and mm-hmm. then, and yeah, and like, then uh, the freaking they didn't even buy me an. It, they didn't buy me the N sixty four. It was a friend of mine, or not some kid that went to her church. They moved away for a while, so I got to borrow it while they were gone. And then they came back, and then like they never asked for it back or something. And then my parents mm-hmm. got me one, I think, and then we gave it back to them. But whatever. So, but that's how that happened. And uh, yeah, my parents, my mom didn't love the idea of playing video games because it felt like a waste of time or whatever. And now she's like, look at you go. Look at you. Games. Um, but I don't know, Grimhand or somebody, let me know if that was the case for you. But I don't mm-hmm. like, I feel like the N64 and the NES specifically were mm-hmm. the ones that didn't always work when I put a cartridge in it. Like, so let me know if that was just that's me. <laughs> Um, the last comment from Joe Schmo says, I'd still rather have the virtual console because then I could own games individually without the NSO ever taking them away. Also, I would like the ability to purchase movies slash TV individually. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess just I, instead yeah. of like Netflix and stuff like that and yeah, yeah, real yeah. life. I think that that like, I think that's too, too niche of a like perspective, honestly. Because like, especially like if if you look through a lot of the comments and videos like this, mm-hmm. everybody is like, even if it's just like in theory, uh, for them, bang for the buck sort of people, you know. Mm-hmm. So like having to pay six dollars to like get an NES game mm-hmm. would like, when presented to them, 
especially if like freaking all these uh, streaming services are a thing already, mm-hmm. like already established and stuff like that. It looks like much worse of a deal because like mm-hmm. even if you're not going to play this game, um, you still have access to 19 other games mm-hmm. for less of the price than that one game per month you know mm-hmm. so it's like i i just don't know if they would want to do that mm-hmm. and like just flat out say well here's daddy ass games that mm-hmm. you can play on the streaming service but they're six dollars instead of being bundled in with the other thing you pay twenty dollars a year for yeah um so yeah i think i think that's probably the main reason why they phase that out because like not even because of what they're doing specifically but because of the market where it's like yeah. most people don't think to buy movies or video games mm-hmm. like that in one instance, you know, like it feels more worth it to them to mm-hmm. buy a bunch of games, even if they're not going to play those other games. It's uh-huh. kind of like I what mean, I was talking about with the, um, what is that, Clubhouse games or whatever, right? Yeah, I don't right. want to buy Uno, but I'll pay $40 <laughs> to buy Uno and also freaking War and Checkers and Chess and like uh-huh. all these other games, right? And Battle Tanks. Come yeah, on. exactly. Yeah. Um, no, yeah, for sure. I think the the power in numbers at that point where you're like, I'm getting such a great deal for all this stuff, like Humble Bundle, probably that's a thing too, where like, I, I mean, I haven't ever gotten a Humble Bundle thing because I don't think it's on Switch still, right? Um, in any case, whatever. No, that's like a... It's an is that event. a Steam it's only like, thing? Sometimes it happens. There yeah. was, I think it was only literally one time that they were like, mm-hmm. it's Nintendo, Humble Bundle, or maybe twice. It might have been twice. Uh-huh. Because um, I know they did it once on Wii U. I don't know if they did it for Switch yet. Mm-hmm. But I mean, so with this, I understand definitely the the personal perspective of preferring, of wanting to like, I want to have these games forever, that kind of thing. I don't know what the future is going to hold. Um, I think it's probably a reasonable time to just not worry about it anymore because it's not going to happen. I think um, not, in, you know, I, you can still have a reference. Like, suck it up. No, yeah, way, exactly. But, but like, like, in a, like, it's, you know, um, if it's not a service for you, that's totally, I mean, like, you know, like Nikki Scott said before, like just not a service for them. So that's very fine. But like at this point, I think the thing is Nintendo can bank on literally um, a certain amount of people having the Nintendo switch online. That's recurring revenue that even if it's less than they theoretically could get from all these people, they're they're actually getting it now like they got yeah. online they got money from ashley to play online who only plays animal crossing at this point whereas they would have gotten zero for her from a virtual console kind of thing but this way it's like kind of there's some people are paying for the virtual console games and other people are paying for the online stuff and so it's it's kind of just like you know throw all the eggs in one basket as opposed to kind of parsing it out that way and honestly i think it's kind of a provision for a lot of people that think they want that, you know, where it's like, mm-hmm. I yeah. want to just be able to own Super Mario and then you buy Super Mario and then you play it once and never again. <laughs> yeah. Whereas here, if And then it's like, a nuisance when you come to a new console because like with the Wii Because then you have thing. to buy it again. You know, yeah. Like that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, and then it's like, in this case, if, if you just buy all of it wholesale, it doesn't feel as bad to like play Yoshi's Island once and then never play it again. Mm-hmm. Or like yeah. to do what I yeah. did with Super yeah. Metroid and be like, see Max, I played part <laughs> of it and then never touched it again. Yeah. Like if I would have bought that game for that bit, mm-hmm. it wouldn't have been as worth as just twenty dollars for everything combined. I mean, and that too, also you get to, the, they 
potentially get to get people into some series that they wouldn't otherwise, because like somebody might be like, yeah, I'll give super Metroid a try and be like, okay, I actually really like Metroid games and that can help other ones. Like Mm -hmm. it's hard. It's probably not going to work super well just because most people aren't going to just go in and try them for the first time that, you know, like they won't get a ton of people in that way, but at least some. That that rationale only works for like, if they launch around the same time. Yeah. Like if they're like, okay, uh, if Super Metroid wasn't already on NSO Mm -hmm. and Metroid Prime 4 or the trilogy was coming out or is already out and they're like, hey, also check out this. And then it launches that day. Mm -hmm. Then more people are going to be likely to try it just like everybody on your friends list is going to be playing the like most current big Nintendo. like everybody's playing animal crossing right now because mm-hmm. it's the thing that everybody's playing right yep. um but that's less likely to happen when it's just like a thing in the list of games that they yep. launched a long time ago and it kind of pertains to something that they you know like that sort of yeah but yeah i mean i i get the idea for sure and the thing that i i said in the video too and i'm very curious to find out and we'll just have to wait and see is what this will look like going into the next generation. Like that, which could be meh, definitely not around the corner, but could be not too far away or could be really far away depending on what they do. Um, but just what that looks like. If I think this, it's going to be like midway through like PlayStation 5. Like it's going to be like yeah. in their second, third year or something. Like yeah, I would guess something around there too. Where like, and, and for this, I'm thinking probably... Like I said in the video, I think they will bring it over where it's just the same service on the new one. In the same way, that, like if you have Apple Arcade and you have uh, an iPhone 8 and then you buy an iPhone 10, you still have the same Apple Arcade that goes across the two. It's just a service, you know. Yeah. Um, so that's my thought with that. We'll see. And that's why I think they're going so slowly on all this stuff because they're like, we're trying to pace it out for the long haul. We want to eventize this way down into the future. Um, but whatever. And we, you know, we get that because we want to inventize the Q and a section at the end of every single podcast that we do and tell you that uh, here's some questions, you know, and then we'll talk about them. Also, if you want to be a part of the segment and you're usually not, uh, you either got to freaking ring that bell. I think the bell tells you when I post community, but I don't know, uh, or follow us on Twitter or just leave questions in the comments of... I don't think the bell tells the community post, just realized, because I do have the bell for Fanatics 4 and only Fanatics 4, because <laughs> the rest I just follow my sub feed anyway. Um, mm-hmm. But I don't get our community posts. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, freaking YouTube community is dumb, because I don't see anybody's community post for anything ever. Um, so it's like a lot of people don't even see those. But anyway, just you know, follow us on Twitter, or if you have any questions that you want us to answer in this segment, leave them in the comments of the video that is here that you're watching. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. To whatever. Yeah, and you can just come back next week and post them, and we'll go back and check. Um, so yeah. there you go. Uh, so question from YouTube community. This one actually is from last week. Uh, Peter Parker says, with the news that Animal Crossing New Horizons has beaten Mario Kart 8 Deluxe in sales in Japan in only three weeks, do you think it has the potential to become the best-selling Switch title? I'm guessing overall. Yeah. Um, hmm. I think possibly I'd have to see what the numbers are currently. Like if it was like right now, if it's at like freaking 16 million units or something, then yes, it will mm-hmm. 100%. Um, but if it's at like around like, you know, like 12 million or something, um, then I don't know. Cause I think that the peak has already kind of 
mm-hmm. died down, you know? Yeah. Where sure. I can't see this game selling like another 5 million right now. Like maybe it'll sell, it'll reach like where Mario Kart 8 is now, like three years from now. Because mm-hmm. Mario Kart 8, like, seems like the type of game that they'll want to discount more often because it's an older game. Mm-hmm. Uh, and not only just like, like in the uh and you need zero research life. to buy it too like yeah, you just know yeah. like i like mario kart. it's a mario kart we're here I'm down yeah <laughs> yeah uh whereas here there's a lot of people that like i mean mario i mean freaking animal crossing was a huge property before mm-hmm. but it's no it was nowhere near where it's at now where everybody's playing it there's a yeah. lot of the half of the people that are currently playing it didn't know if they wanted to play it before they played it <laughs> you know yeah the Parker's one of them. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah, I think that that might hinder it from reaching those uh, those heights. But because of like where it's at right now, uh, in the grand scheme of things, it's possible. Also, I don't know if Mario Kart Eight is like a good metric in Japan because it's not the best selling game in Japan. It's just mm-hmm. the best selling game overall. And Japan's yeah. not usually the like deciding factor. For like the best-selling game on platforms anymore because it's a smaller market. Mm-hmm. I I'd be tempted to agree in general. I think it will sell really well um, overall because mm-hmm. it has actually you know come. Uh, I think it'll definitely out. be top three. <laughs> it's definitely top three, but I'm not sure if it's number one or not. Yeah. Do you think more than Smash? Yes. For sure. So top two at that point then? Yeah. But I, it, like, yeah. I think if we're talking lifetime wise, mm-hmm. I'm saying top three because I think yeah. that there's still potential for more. Oh yeah, yeah, I could imagine. Like, well, also top smash, and the, you know, like mm-hmm. so. I mean, and it, also, yeah, there's more switch owners at this point too. So while a lot of people do go back and get the evergreen titles, a lot of people also don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. seems like and just buy the new games yeah. and, and then there's there, some so. evergreen type evergreen titles that are more specific like smash yeah. brothers right. where it's like i think smash but like it might stay number two um for the next two three years or whatever mm-hmm. right and then animal crossing eventually beats it out when they do start to like discount it and do that sort of thing mm-hmm. um but i'm knows? checking the list right now just to see the numbers um because i want to remind myself of what they are Top selling title sales unit. Um, there you go. There was that for a bit. Oh yeah, Smash. Um, I think honestly, so Mario Kart 8 Deluxe is at 22.96. Smash is at 17.68. So it's five or five million units behind. Mm-hmm. Mario Odyssey is only is at 16.59, and Breath of the Wild is at 16.34. At this point, like it's kind of a toss-up to say. I mean, Smash has all the DLC, so I think it'll keep selling a little bit faster and faster. It'll keep picking up the pace. Um, but yeah, and I wouldn't be surprised to see them release like Smash Ultimate Ultimate, where it has all the DLC bundled in it or whatever. Yeah, or even be. just like put Smash Brothers in like Nintendo Selects or just regularly discounting. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah sooner than they would discount animal crossing so i think yep. i think smash brothers all told is probably going to hit like 20 million mm-hmm. um i think all told like discounts accounted for and stuff like that i think animal crossing could be good for like 25 maybe i mean also pokemon sword and shield is at 16.0 so like that's there's a lot of things a lot of games that i mean then again pokemon i think kind of had a high peak at the beginning and probably 
less so now. Well, but I don't know. Pokemon games usually have has the DLC tales. as well. Like, yeah. I can see Pokemon Sword and Shield until the next Pokemon game comes out, mm-hmm. selling like another two million a year or whatever, mm-hmm. right? Because like Pokemon Black and White, uh, it, like every Pokemon game, they'll update their their title like their legacy titles or whatever and it's like yeah pokemon x and y sold another million copies or whatever <laughs> yeah uh just because it's a pokemon game and mm-hmm. there's people that like maybe they already had it and then they're like oh well crap i lost yeah. that so i gotta buy it again or whatever you know so yeah or people that are like oh i'll start over my save if you buy pokemon let's play an older one you know yeah and they buy it the, like whatever game yeah um, so i think pokemon um sword and shield would be good for more boost in that direction yeah i think the only games i think pokemon sword and shield is the cutoff for like games where we'll see significant like mm-hmm. increases i think i mean the other thing too with this and then we could move on to that question but it's just um the bundle deals happening in the future you know like right now mario kart 8 has been pretty much the only like mainline game that's been actually bundled with the console. There's mm-hmm. been some times where like, uh, I think Mario Buy a console and get this game for retail yeah, price. I mean, maybe yeah. even like Mario tennis, I think was half off on it. You know, it was like three thirty instead of three sixty with Mario tennis or something like that, but not a lot of them or something, but Mario Kart it's like the only one where it's like just a straight up $300 bundle with the game packed into it. So you know, depending on what happens, if they do that with Smash or do that with something else, you know, like Breath of the Wild or whatever, then those could get significant bumps as well. So hard to say in the future uh, what happens, but Animal Crossing is selling well. That's for sure. Um, oh, yeah, I didn't even add the article, but the whole thing about how this is the first week in Japan that um, that the Switch isn't the number one on the top charts because it sold like, what, 20 thousand units or something but also that's mostly because they stopped shipping units to japan this week um which was just interesting so next question from sam ds also from youtube community says is buying a wii u for the virtual console worth it uh if you're joe schmo probably (laughs) also depends i guess the price of the wii u you know if you're buying it used or whatever um Um, yeah i don't know i don't know because like the what the playstation even though like people didn't buy it but like the playstation classic or whatever right mm-hmm. like that was around a hundred dollars so if like you could find a wii u for 150 or something like that it's yeah. effectively just that even though you had to buy the games for it mm-hmm. you know that adds cost to it but i i think that like all told if you can find like a wii u for like under two hundred dollars like significantly under two like 150 i would say is the mm-hmm. most that i would pay for something like that and then like dump another 50 to 75 dollars into like the games that you want on it like the the legacy like virtual console stuff mm-hmm. decent deal if you ask me i mean it's I'm better than up... buying like a gpx whatever like the emulator boxes yeah, yeah, for like yeah. 300 dollars, and then illegally downloading games for what it's worth i mean i'm looking up on ebay it looks like there's the Nintendo Wii U Deluxe set Legend of Zelda, the Wind Waker one mm-hmm. is $113 used. So like, yeah, man. it looks like there's going to be a lot of cheap Wii U's. I think it's definitely so, worth. Might as well, you, you know? Me. Yeah. If that's something that's important to you. So good question, Sam. Uh, and then moving on questions from Twitter. We got one from Falcon who says, what's your favorite development studio? What game by them is your favorite? Mine is Paper Mario 64 by Intelligent Systems. Hashtag QA, hashtag Melee Trash. <laughs> um, 
Nintendo EPD, I guess. Yeah. Um, and then my favorite game by them is a toss up. It go, I, I'd say currently Mario Odyssey. Um, okay. but more so also, than Smash. But that's not Nintendo EPD. Hmm. That's sort of limited. Yeah, and yeah. Like sort of limited is, and also like Bandai Namco, mm-hmm. and like it's right. the freaking group thing. Yeah. Um, and I couldn't say like sore limited because like, I like way more games than just smash and I don't like smash that much where it's like, I would like never play another Nintendo EPD release right. game or whatever. Right. Like, um, so like I like smash, but all told, I would say I like Nintendo EPD more than I like sore limited, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I would say that, but then favorite game, it, like I said, toss up. Maybe Splatoon, maybe Mario Odyssey, maybe Breath of the Wild. Depends on the day. <laughs> yep. Mine's very easy. It's same answer, but Breath of the Wild. So, <laughs> Sorry, it's just the way that it is. What um, a nerd, dude. Yeah. <laughs> easy answer that the game that's already my favorite is in the yeah, yeah. In EPD that does all the other ones too, pretty much. So we're good. Oh, man. Um, Zeldy at Koomba Koopa says... Do you guys agree that Pokemon Sword and Shield was a bit underwhelming? Personally, before release, I chose to ignore all the hate and the, and the whole Pokedex situation and decided to go in with an open mind. Even with that, I still felt like the game was a bit lackluster and underwhelming. Uh, no, I personally didn't feel that way. Um, I was surprised that I ended up liking it as much as I did because I felt like it was going to be too much of what everybody was saying they wanted. Where I was like, oh, it's just Pokemon on console. And I very much so did not want that. I wanted mm-hmm. them to like move forward. And they did that. They might have not done it as much as like a lot of people wanted them to just by virtue of the fact that it's like, oh, it's the first console Pokemon game. So that mm-hmm. means it should like completely revolutionize and it should be like a generational, like, which I mean, in, like literally on a technical level, it is a generational leap, multiple generational leaps if, you, if you're being <laughs> honest. Um, because it went from 240p to 1080p, and that's right, like, yeah. you know, like that's bigger than GameCube, the Xbox 360, or whatever, right? Um, like significantly, but that's like that's like going original Game Boy to GameCube. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, so, I, I, in that regard, I was like not really disappointed by it. I didn't really care about the whole like national deck stuff. Um, the story, I think, was better pace for like how I'd like to play Pokemon games and it didn't really like get in the way and it made more sense with the Pokemon world because it's not like in just the world as in general as a as a 10 year old kid being like mm-hmm. you're a 10 year old kid here's your first Pokemon the fate of the world is in your hands <laughs> yeah uh so yeah I, I think in a lot of ways the decisions that they made with this game uh I'd liked more than mm-hmm. a lot of what they've done in the past like if there's ever been a Pokemon game I was like disappointed by, it would probably be like freaking Gen Four, <laughs> like Diamond and Pearl, mm-hmm. um, and even that I like fine. I think for me, I'm probably um, more in Zelda's camp, uh, just in the sense. I mean, we've talked about this a little bit, yeah. But probably uh, Zelda or somebody who um, like because AJ, you said before that like. Uh, you play obviously the story and all that stuff, but then also a lot of it is so that you can do the end game playing with other people trading and like the building teams and that kind of stuff as well. And that's like a part of the experience. Whereas for, for me, that's never been the part of the experience. It's, you know, it is just the 
playing the game part of it. And then the rest of it seems like extra. So it's, I don't think for me, I'm seeing it as like Game Freak and the Pokemon company and stuff have the task of building one game that's built for like easily three different audiences, which are kids that are going to do whatever kids are going to do. Adults that are going to play mostly for the story, adults that are going to play mostly for the post game, and then, and then other people. I don't know, you know, other categories of people, which is yeah. a challenging thing to do. But I think that just how this question reads to me, it seems more like because, like, the adults that play a game mostly mm-hmm. for the story, I think we're already expecting too much because Pokemon games have never really been right. that. Yeah. Where it's like a game that you can play just for the story. Even mm-hmm. if you don't battle, the, the story has never been substantial enough mm-hmm. to satiate a, a gamer yeah. like that. Like a, like if all you do is play through Pokemon Yellow Story, you're going to put 20 hours into that game. And that's yeah. it. And that's like accounting for all the antiquated stuff where it's like mm-hmm. you can't really speed through dialogue and you can't do like a lot of stuff that you can do. So like... If you're playing this game normally and like you're beelining for just story stuff, you're not catching mm-hmm. every Pokemon, you're not, you have to put like what? What would you say, like 25, 30 hours in this game? Yeah, probably. Yeah, something like And that. it cuts a lot of that other stuff in half. So mm-hmm. Pokemon Yellow, if every other Pokemon game cut all that stuff out, it would be shorter and less substantial than mm-hmm. what Sword and Shield is. And yeah. that's not to say that I think that Pokemon Sword and Shield, like I'm not uh, saying that you're wrong in your perspective. Mm-hmm. I, I agree that it doesn't have enough to be like a single yeah. player game, but I think Pokemon has never had enough to be a single player game. Yeah, I think the question with the word underwhelming is compared to what I want it to be or like compared what it used to be, which is like, I, I th- it's still more than it used to be. So, you know, what I'd like it to be would be more than that. But like, it, I wasn't, mad at it for those reasons because i'm aware of all that kind of stuff it's like it's trying to it's being exactly what it is it would be cool if it were able to focus more in on this but like with the three-year development cycle or whatever having to cater to multiple different audiences lots of people if if the like main single player experience of the main part of the game was um more robust than the people trying to play the post game would be frustrated with it like come on like pick up the base let's get to the end or whatever, I think it really I guess. just depends on and like kids would be annoyed because like <laughs> I just think it depends on what their goals are going yeah. into the game because obviously if the reason why I don't care about the story mm-hmm. in Pokemon is because Game Freak doesn't care yeah, right, you know exactly. and they never have mm-hmm. so that's why it's a thing of like well the story doesn't matter because they don't develop it for the story yeah but like the people like me uh, that mostly play Pokemon for everything else around the story, mm-hmm. like the world. And, like, and then after the fact, the, the battling and stuff like that, mm-hmm. they would care more about the story if it was about that, but it yeah. never has been. So like, it really just depends on if uh, Zelda is a Pokemon fan or if they just saw like, oh, Pokemon's a big property. I never played one of those before and I want to play an RPG. Yeah. Um, that would be a different case. If you're comparing it to like a Xenoblade or something like that, because like yeah. s- some of the marketing material definitely wants to, I mean, some of the, the grand shots of the, you know, um, the wild area or whatever feel like it would want to poise it as a Xenoblade, a Final Fantasy 12, I whatever. Know, I don't even know if the marketing, like at least I don't verbally, think overall, like, yeah, yeah, at, no. at least verbally, they very much so worded as like this is the biggest pokemon game yeah and not not so much as like you play breath of the wild now play this you yeah. know like mm-hmm. so yeah i think like you said it's a question of what you're a fan of and what you're expecting um so 
I don't know. I am curious. Yeah, Zelda, let us know if you're listening to this in the comments. If you like, were, are you, were you a, a Pokemon? Is this your first Pokemon this? game? Yes, yeah. exactly. Or are you an RPG fan that's going into it or something different? Yeah, because that makes complete sense to me. And that's why, like, I made the freaking Dragon Quest video of like yeah. stuff that Dragon Quest does that Pokemon doesn't do and probably mm-hmm. should. Um, but like in terms of like Pokemon game to Pokemon game, it's a huge leap. It's a huge leap from Pokemon Ultra Sun to mm-hmm. Sword and Shield. Yep. And there it is. So good, good question for sure. Uh, and then last up, we got questions from Discord. Uh, first up, did you add this one like last minute? Yes. Because that, that was from job. last week. And I was uh, like, oh, he didn't grab this. And I, I sure didn't. <laughs> Thank you, AJ. Maglor last week asked, choose, uh, choose your favorite Nintendo game. Now you have to change five specific things about it. Say things like remove this item or add this power up or change this level design. Uh, okay, so Smash Bros. Ultimate. <laughs> uh, <laughs> wait, you said... I said Breath of the Wild. Yeah, I heard what you said. Oh, oh gotcha. I was trying to see what my... So change five things. So I'm going to limit myself because it would be very easy to be like, take this character out of the game mm-hmm. and take this character out of the game. So I'm going to limit it. I want to say, hmm, which character do I hate the most? And I think it is interactive and uninteresting. Um... Take Ganondorf out of the game. <laughs> Take him out of the game. Because I feel like he's the, mo- he's the most like scrubby character. He's not the hardest character to fight, but uh-huh. the most scrubs gravitate towards him. So take him out. Or uh-huh. at least redesign him. Uh, remove this item. Item. What item would I take out? I don't use items. So that's hard. Uh, take out the scythe. The scythe seems stupid. Mm, I don't even yeah. know. Like, it's not really like a Nintendo specific thing that I would think. Oh, this is from this Nintendo property. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Add this power up. Um, add like an arms, like the arm, <laughs> like add that. Uh-huh. Um, that'd be cool. That would be cool. Uh, change this level design. Change the freaking Great Plateau. That level's stupid, and I hate it. Um. Is it the ceilings that you don't like? Yeah, or just... the ceilings are dumb. It's cool. stupid, and I hate it. <laughs> um, <laughs> also, it feels like they just, in general, could have done maybe more with the Breath of the Wild stage. Yeah, you know. Yes, and I, I guess speaking of that, I'll keep going and like I don't want to like double up and say take out this character out too. Um, I want them to like redesign Link to make him more in line with Breath of the Wild. Like I think it's yeah. dumb that like they didn't like they took away the tether recovery, but they didn't give him his glider. That's stupid. Yeah. Like give him the glider, man. It seems like they wanted to mostly leave him balanced, like he like for Link mains, keep him mostly like Link. But like they also could have done just like left in regular link and added in champion link and have him be really different if they, they really did. wanted to they effectively did that because young link is just regular link but right small. yeah yes. they, like he plays exactly like regular link always has um and he's fast so he's better regular link <laughs> uh and then they have also link, who's worse regular link yeah um that's true so if they could like if they really wanted to go and they kind of did like the remote bombs i think completely changes the mm-hmm. uh the play style of a good traditional link mm-hmm. um so yeah make him more like breath of the wild link and then i don't know what would be the last thing that i would a mode you want to add it or something i don't know oh no the freaking fix online make it not bad that's the last thing <laughs> good last thing 
Um, and well, on the link line, uh, mine, yeah, Breath of the Wild. Uh, I mean, some of these have already been said by other people, so I'm going with some easy ones because stuff. Um, crafting, something with crafting. Like, it yeah. was neat to be able to make a lot of dishes and stuff like that. I enjoyed that aspect of it, but A, like, I liked the breakable weapons in the end, except for the mental thing of, like, I didn't use some of my... I used some of the best, best ones every once in a while, but didn't use, like, any of the kind of best ones or whatever. Like, I'd save weapons. It was, you know, even though I had plenty of them. So, but that's whatever. But I think, I yeah, really adding... Play, I, I really like this kind of caveat. I really like the breakable weapons because I didn't prioritize at all. I wasn't like, uh-huh. oh, I'm going to save this really good weapon. I would just use whatever I had, and when it yeah. broke, that, that, that was part of it. It was like, yeah. okay, how am I going to beat this guy with uh-huh. a freaking Boku Club? And that's it. <laughs> oh, man, I did at one point. I was going back. Yeah, I started a new save file and tried to... I tried to beat a Red Lionel with, like, as soon as I possibly could with, like, no weapon... With, like, barely any weapons. And mm-hmm. I used all of my weapons up and had like no health or anything because I was trying to do that whole thing. Um, but they all broke by the time, and he still had the health left. I was like, "Well, guess I'm not. I like, guess I like I'm not it. doing that." It's like, so. It changes what it is. It's not yeah. like a traditional Zelda game. It's like a survival game. Yeah. So I mean, it's it's a it's a good old time. But um, yeah. So I think crafting things, and especially within the, yeah. I think crafting is a good addition because uh, like like the, the elixirs and poked the potions and stuff like that. I just mm. use meals all the time. Yeah, so same. doing something different with the potions and the monster parts and stuff like that would be cool. I don't know what it would be necessarily. Is it, so that's change number two, or is that? Oh uh, yeah, might as well change number two. Um, change number three. Um, mm. yeah, man. You know, just just uh just do it you know here it is that's all what? i don't yeah. know man uh, think about uh, stuff. freaking add multiplayer oh, uh, t- yes multiplayer okay. would be dope yeah. um that's not even a change though that's more of a but it yeah, is a yeah, change a, that's a change um, <laughs> dungeons there you go that's not like leave everything what it is but the divine beasts make them dungeons. better yeah. and like bigger and you know actual dungeony kinds of things um I think I love that it has the physics engine throughout the whole game, but within the dungeons kind of thing, having that be the way to solve some things does make it a little too simplifies some of it as well. So I'll say dungeons, but then also within that, um, the way that they even did the couple sort of dungeons that were there felt uh, less creative in some ways because it was like, not here's all the various ways you can use this one item. It was like, it's like, figure out one of the 12 ways that you can solve this puzzle, which is gr- yeah. really fun in the overworld, but I think, in a dungeon. I think what they could do like for um, dungeons and still be a Breath of the Wild situation mm-hmm. is if they use the chemistry engine more often. Mm-hmm. Because then it could still be elemental and be yeah. like, okay, how am I going to solve this? And it's like, well, mm-hmm. ice beats this, you know, like that's what Yeah, right. I think that's, I would definitely agree with that just because it... I th- I think for puzzles, there needs to not be... Like, for exploration, there needs to be a lot of solutions. And for puzzles, there kind of needs to be few solutions. Like, maybe more than I one. Puzzles, I think puzzles can have multiple solutions. I think Especially they can have multiple for solutions. for like that. Like, yeah. if you're an explorer or whatever, if you're freaking mm-hmm. Indiana Jones, there's not one answer for how to right. get away from the, the boulder, you know? But I think, I think it's when... Like, something at least about the feel of the way the solutions were in the game so far the 
if the answer is always using physics differently, I think that's uh-huh. less interesting. Yeah, right. Um, so like that's kind of the way that that played out, where it's like you did it differently than I did, but you had the same like mm-hmm. ultimate solution, where it's like you use the physics engine to your advantage. Yep. But if you could use the chemistry engine to your advantage, mm-hmm. or just uh, something more straightforward, where yep. it's like, oh, I convinced the freaking bad guy to help me or something. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I like the idea of being stumped every once in a while too. You know, like, mm-hmm. and that so far, or not so far, but in in the dungeons, that never really was a thing. It was mostly like, oh, that's a thing. Okay, just do that first. Cool. Um, but it's nice to have to overcome stuff, which was the case in a lot of other areas. But so dungeons, yeah. those. Oh, I don't know. And then a fifth one, um, uh, maybe more stuff. I enjoyed upgrading all of the armor uh, just because it was something fun to do, but something more could have been done with that. I don't remember. That could be another part of the dungeons, honestly. Yeah. Whereas like use the armor upgrades as something that you need to get mm-hmm. through certain parts of the, the dungeon. But again, I think that that takes away from Breath of the Wild. So make the dungeons more developed where it's like there's different nooks and crannies of it where it's like uh, this part of the dungeon it's has Animal a, Crossing now. <laughs> but, but yeah, it's like this part of the dungeon has a waterfall. So you can use the Zora uh, mm-hmm. armor to swim up the waterfall. But there's also a part of the dungeon that you don't need to find that very specific thing. Mm-hmm. So like there's still... Oh, underwater that swimming. Can... That's that's changed number five or six or whatever. Um, have is. underwater stuff because... That was like awesome in some of the other games, like Twilight Princess going, I remember finding Lake Hylia or whatever and having to go in there was a grand old time, but not being able to do that for the while is like, come on, man. But yeah, I think, I think that um, the, the thing that would make for me just generally, mm-hmm. I think a lot of people, what they want from Breath of the Wild they try to like limit it. And I, I think that that's mm. less interesting. Like there's yeah. ways to like, do puzzles and have it be something that's like, what do I do here? Mm-hmm. And then not always have the same answer. Like only having one answer only arbitrarily confuses you mm-hmm. where it's like somebody is, I mean, this is a, a more like grim like example, but it's the mm-hmm. first thing that came to mind as somebody's like, man, how am I going to freaking pay rent this month? <laughs> There's not one answer to that, uh-huh. Yeah, but it's still like a, a problem that needs to be mm-hmm. solved that doesn't have a very, very obvious answer. Yeah. That's like, well, duh, obviously you do this. Yeah. Um, I mean, like, I think game wise too, Baba is you is probably a good example of that. Like I didn't, I need to actually get it and play it. Cause I've only mm-hmm. seen footage of it and it's interesting and fun stuff. Sounds like, but the fact that a lot of those, it sounds like you could, you get to change the rules of the world to make things be with, you want them to be, right. but sometimes it's hard to figure out. There's so many elements going on to figure out what the combination, what the various combinations could be. Mm-hmm. Um, that like you got to figure that out. So, right, yeah. So, so like, it's kind of like to bring it a little bit back to Smash Brothers and fighting games in general. What players usually want is for them to buff everything rather mm-hmm. than to nerf things. Mm-hmm. Like that's the more interesting thing. Make everything better instead mm-hmm. of making things worse to funnel you into this one solution. Mm-hmm. That's true. So yeah, there's that stuff. Good thoughts. Uh, I've, one of these days when it makes sense, maybe we'll make a video on those kinds of things and yeah. talk about them better and more. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but right now, I don't know that anybody would question. go out of their way to watch Zelda. Um, Breath I mean, of the Wild. Maybe. Breath of the Wild 2 is one of the other games that we know exists. Yep. 
that stuff. Uh, Duncan says, yo, 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 my dudes. He did it. He said the hey, thing. That was the thing. Oh, look at you. It. What a professional. Uh, hope y'all had a great, have a great weekend and are doing well. With Nintendo's success into the, getting into the mobile market, what's one game franchise you think that a different company could bring over to mobile that you'd actually be interested in playing? I think a mobile Halo Wars style RTS could work pretty well or a Sony All-Stars card game a la Hearthstone. Granted, I'd rather see something like that come out of Nintendo. Tie in some real-world amiibo cards to get those in-game, to get those cards in-game. Since most phones have these days have NFC. Really, I didn't know that. Uh, slap it on the Switch too. You're welcome for my the new money printer. I'll be looking for my royalty checks. <laughs> um, I think there's a lot of games that they could do that with. Like I, I was talking to Mega Man. Uh, yesterday, I was playing mm-hmm. Smash Bros. When you can become a supporter and also, uh, you know, say, "Yo, AJ, you trying to play Smash Brothers? And I'm like, "Yeah, I'm down, man." <laughs> uh, but yeah, we were talking about freaking Mega Man, the like the Battle Network games. Mm-hmm. Put a Battle Network game on mobile. I'm down. Yeah, that's a I very think- like something that could work on mobile. I think regular Mega Man would be like eh, weird on mobile, yeah. or maybe it's already on there, and I assume it's weird. Uh, but Battle Network, I think, will work well. I think, I mean, the interesting thing with mobiles, it's so often we'll see, like, I, I'll play mobile games or whatever and get ads for, like, a Final Fantasy 15 mobile game. And it's not yeah. the, like, pocket version. It's, like, a, it's you like know, a completely, tower control sort yeah, of thing. Right, exactly, where it's, like, obviously they were, like, here's the, here's the IP, just do your game with this IP. And people will get it because it's that IP. And it's, like, that's... That's dumb. I don't like that. But like going like with the actual franchise of some sort is, you know, and like doing things that it's like, here's like a Lara Croft had will tweeted it out. And I was like, I'll download it, play it. Um, they made a Lara Croft go game or whatever. Uh-huh. And it's like essentially a puzzle game with Lara Croft going through some things and it's fun. It's good. And it doesn't feel like a rip off. It's <laughs> not a Tomb Raider game, but like it makes sense within the universe mm-hmm. of yeah. raiding tombs and stuff, you know? Right. Um, another game, even though this isn't another property. What if you made Tomb Raider and it's R-A-T-E-R and it's oh just like going God. around different tombs we're like, yeah, S. Easy, easy this S. S tier <laughs> tomb, dude. Uh, but I want, it, this it. was the first thing that I thought of, but it's not another company, so I didn't put it as my answer, but I'm still going to present it anyway. But literally put freaking WarioWare. Put a WarioWare game on Oh, there. yeah. Because because duh like the mobile market was literally created by mm-hmm. freaking warrior because everybody's like oh i like that warrior mini game i'm going to turn that into a mobile game mm-hmm. it happens so much so just put warrior on mobile and kill every mobile game true also um a pikmin clicker game like an idle clicker game with pikmin where Easiest sell freaking gross into a monster man so i'm actually thinking more like Cause you know how like cookie clicker or whatever it's, uh-huh. you know, that kind of thing. You're clicking stuff and then the things get like more and more and more and bigger or whatever. Um, I so think you, you would just have more Pikmin? more Pikmin and the items that they're destroying. It's like the walls that you break down in Pikmin. At first, like every time you click is one Pikmin hitting up, you know, a leaf or whatever. Right. But over time, you're breaking down you're just breaking galaxies. <laughs> diamond wall and then you're like breaking down the sun. That's the one. Game. So, uh, I think that's that's my idea. It is Nintendo, though. So, sorry about that. Good question. Uh, last up, Mega Man. Speaking of Mega Man, a Fanatics Foods question, as it were: Italian or Chinese food? Um, 
Italian. Yeah. Did we? I think we. I no, think we we've did, answered like, this one before. Maybe. I don't know if we answered specifically maybe not. this comparison, but it was like, what if you could only eat one category of food? What would it be? Mm, I think that that's could what be. We said. Yeah. Um, because I feel like I really only get like two or three things when I get Chinese. Food. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like either orange chicken or General's chicken, and that's kind of the same thing. Like yeah. it kind of tastes the same. More it's just or less. red orange chicken. Yeah, <laughs> with some um, extra things in there. But Italian food has it's more versatile than that. It Not is. really by much, as far as like a lot of the Italian food that I get is like <laughs> sauce and then cheese and then mm-hmm. pasta or like a, a chicken or mm-hmm. you know pizza or something. Um, but it's least, slightly more versatile than what mm-hmm. I get at Chinese restaurants. And it's, it's just easy. Like there's, it feels like there's always something that could fit. I'm not always feeling like Chinese food, yeah, but right. I'm always feeling like some kind of Italian food, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm a sucker for just spaghetti, just regular yeah. old pasta and red sauce, you know? Yeah. <laughs> that it's people really- in New Jersey were like, that's gravy. I'm like, you're stupid. It's not gravy. <laughs> Gravy's brown or white and chunky and gross looking. Yeah, I, yeah, I'm not a. I don't think I've ever actually tried like sausage gravy, like the white breakfast kind. It looks gross. I never tried it, either. That's exactly gross. where I'm at. Like, oh, it's just because it looks gross that you're like, yeah. No. Yeah. I honest, I'll try lots of gross foods if it's like a cultural experience. But for some reason, American culture doesn't count for me. So like, <laughs> there's lots of like, if someone's like, Here, try some pork rinds, I'm like, nope, those look kind of disgusting. I'm just not going to bother. So I mean, then again, if somebody really tried to make me try some, then I would just try some, but nobody has. So <laughs> here we are. Um, but we may not make you try pork rinds, but we will try to make you no, have a happy on. day. I want to oh. talk about one more thing. I want to oh. talk about the me at 20 stuff. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I thought that was funny because funny. I literally like, so let's show yours. Are you prepared? Can oh, you sure. Yeah. Um, hang on. Let me pull up Twitter. <laughs> Let me find, let me just find both of ours real quick. Hey, vamp, say some words okay, about things. So I'll talk about the background for this. So like I saw people doing it and I was like, I'll do that again. No, at first when I saw people doing it, I thought exactly what pe- everybody's saying where it's like, it's not even worth doing because I look the same. And it's not mm-hmm. even a thing of like, I'm that young. It was six years ago that I was trying. It's <laughs> a long time, but yeah. I still looked exactly the same. So it was like not even worth it. And then I went on Facebook and I was like looking through and I was like, that's the only way I knew that I was like, oh, I was 20 in this picture. Mm-hmm. Cause like, even my niece doesn't look that different. And she was like three and she's nine now. Yep. <laughs> so it's like, that is freaking wild. All right. Sharing screen. Here we go. There it is. There's there you. Is. There's me at 20. Yeah. I mean, honestly, you look exactly the same. I look the same. And it's like, the only reason why I knew is because the How old's your niece here? She was three. Okay, so now she's nine, I yeah, guess. Yeah, now she's nine. Yep. Um, here's... <laughs> and you're just like a different person. <laughs> that one also, like... Um, here we go. That's That, that one, one looks more like you. Like that, yeah. that, that's like, yeah, that looks like you. <laughs> there we go. There's And that there's one also that. looks like you. Yeah. The, I mean, this one mostly just looks, I mean, the angle. And yeah, stuff it's like, you just, just look like a different guy. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to at first just post this one, but I was like, that doesn't even look like that anything. One's kinda, yeah, that one's kind of doesn't look like you either, but that's mostly like a hair situation. Uh, yeah, right. Exactly. And then this is Ashley's favorite picture of me. So <laughs> there you go. I don't know. I think she just thinks it's funny. So 
There you go. But there's there's our boy. There that's, it is. You that's changed, Edge. You changed the most. <laughs> True. I mean, I yeah, I probably was. I, I mean, it was, I was slightly longer for you, but that's not true. that much longer. No, so not like, that much. So. I don't know. That was, it is funny looking at my like high school picture or something where I'm like, I honestly look very much the same, just little. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? And that's the case. Um, See, that's the thing though. Like there's only been like two years, not even like a year and a half of my life where it's like, oh, that's a different person. Like, mm-hmm. And I was like one because like I freaking fluctuate. Like I was freaking, I was like real chubby at one point. Uh-huh. And it was just, I, I, it just got to a point where it's like, oh no, just like that looks mm-hmm. like me now. Like, <laughs> But I there's was, some yeah. pictures like I, I'll probably like if I freaking think of doing it, I'll post a picture. Where it's like this was the only time in my life where I didn't just look like me. I mean, um, I think a beard, the beard for me is a thing too. Where like yeah. not having a beard looks different, but also like yeah, but I definitely also bit like you've done videos without your beard. Yeah, and I don't like it's part. I mean, partly just because I weigh a decent amount more now than I did then. Like I was quite skinny then, and now I'm just not. Uh, <laughs> I'm normal now, I guess. I don't know. Um, but so that's the thing where like, I look uh, different for those reasons, but there we are. There we so. are. What did you look like at 20? Are you 20 yet? Let us know in the comments. Let us know in the comments. <laughs> um, also, thank you for watching. If you enjoyed this, which I assume you did after watching the whole thing, it's a long thing. I don't know how long it is actually. Cause... Uh, easily two and a half at this yeah. point. But anyway, you know, freaking leave a comment, review yeah. on podcast services. If you got yeah. iTunes, even if you don't listen on iTunes, maybe yeah. rate and review on iTunes or yeah. other services that allow you to do it. Uh, let us know what you want us to talk about on the podcast. Leave us questions and stuff because, like, who knows if there's going to be news this week? There was a lot of news, which was kind of weird. Yeah, I was surprised because it all kind of came out of nowhere. I felt like, too. Yeah, but, but there it is. That was the episode. Thanks for listening again. See you next week, man. Peace and blessings, or lady, or woman, or girl, <laughs> or other. You know, goodbye. Bye. <laughs>